welcome. It's hard lore time. What's up, Bo? What's going on, brother? Uh, just this, just this guest we have. Just a, just a, a lunchtime, fun time. I yeah, guess. they don't. That doesn't have any. The audience don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But, but they can now. But this is the earliest we've ever recorded. So earliest. Bo, Crack a dawn. Bo is blowing boogers out of his eyes while I have. I've been awake for twelve hours. But more importantly, <laughs> yeah, the, we got? our guest today, Mr. Justice Trip of Angel Dust, Trapping and Rice, and more. Let me give you some applause here that you deserve. Oh. Man. Welcome, Justice. What's up? Thank you so much for being here today. Can y'all hear me you okay? Sound you sound amazing. Great. Cool. Do you know how, how fateful this is that you were here? Like how, how inevitable this was? Oh, absolutely. Just waiting for my time exactly. to shine. <laughs> I, I have two things right off the bat. Hit One, <clears throat> do you remember the first words that you ever said to me? Um, shit, man. Was it at the Halloween show when you had the bald cap on? You're like, bald no, that to was life. way way later. Oh wow, what was okay. before that? Before that, that was good though. Before <laughs> that was Ruckus played a show with Trapping Your Ice at Chain Reaction. Oh, okay, yeah, that you were sense. in the bathroom. Oh, you didn't lock the door for some reason. Oh no, this is such a common it's so, thing. Dude. It's so you, and I feel like you were peeing backwards for some reason. <laughs> so I walk in. I walk. You were peeing dude. backwards. You were just. Doing, it was like a very on-brand thing. I walked in. I was like, of course he pees this way. <laughs> peeing backwards mean like I was like my ass like into the this? urinal and like no, it was a, it was a regular toilet. But I feel like to, like like you would expect to walk into a bathroom and somebody's ass is there. As they're yeah. peeing, like, oh, there's an ass, there's there's an ass, so there's a dick on the other end that is peeing, but you were dick first for me. So okay. was he like around the toilet? You were around the toilet, dick, uh, dick first in my direction, and <laughs> got to keep an eye on what's coming. So uh, so the first thing I see, I was like, there's oh, that's Trapner Ice guy and his dick, and <laughs> you you had the same thought. So your first words were, <laughs> that's my dick, man. <laughs> it sounds like something a drunk person would do, but I definitely there's no way I was drunk. No way, then, dude. You know, you were wow. you were an edgeman. Yeah, you were one of you were one of us. We had you on the team there, dude. <laughs> yeah. But you, but to be fair, Probably, uh, to be fair, since hmm. the day I knew you, you were like a, a weed smells good edgeman. You know. Yeah, I've always been a big fan of weed. Straight up, like I smoked weed when I was like a little kid and stuff, mm. and then. Um, had like a traumatic life experience that maybe be like, all right, I don't want to do that anymore. Sure. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like having the cock out was very on brand. And it's like, dude, I don't know what it is uh, about straight edge people and just like energy. And like, I feel like a lot of my straight edge friends just don't need to, to turn up. They're like already turned up naturally. And that that's a good example of how I was then. And it's like, now I like, you were like, what if I fucking piss backwards? Yeah. I'm on some different <laughs> shit. Yeah, I'm like so far from that place mentally. I'm like, damn, what I want to know what was going through my brain. I think I used to have a thing. I was thinking about this the other day. We were at a truck stop, and like I remember I used to um consciously like remove all the fabric from my from my groin area. And I like wanted people to, to see my dick like at the mm. truck stop. Not because I'm like super well endowed yeah. or it's a, a macho thing, just like to to prove that I don't yeah, care. Like, wouldn't this be crazy if you if you saw me this <laughs> way? I just wanted everybody to see my mm. dick. 
Wait. In, a, in a legal sense, yeah, you yeah. know, like in a in a bathroom stall. In an acceptable or way, like oh, like it makes sense that a dick is here, and there mm. there is one there. I just wanted people to know I wasn't afraid, okay. you know. That's it. It's it's not. It wasn't a sexual thing. It was an absence of fear, which yeah. is. Now I want nobody to see my dick. Straight up, man, dude. Doesn't even work. Colin, what's the other thing? The other one is my first. So this is a touring podcast, brother. Yeah, that's what it's yeah. for. Just to share these things. <laughs> my first U.S. and European tours were with Traffic mm-hmm. Rice. Dude, special special tours. Very special. Uh, so and what, that was like that was 2010. Uh huh. So this was Traffic Rice was. Do you know what's so funny? Sorry, not to, not to interrupt, but Nails in Harm's Way, 2010 was also in Europe. And I remember, oh, yeah. I remember seeing your like Twitter. You wrote it on on places like your your handle. Mine. Yep. Justice was really proud of me that I did that. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, excellent branding. You were on branding <laughs> like you were in branding before anybody else. I feel like like what was the fucking app with the video app? Vine. 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 Woo. Colin was like Colin and Will Sasso were like the two first <laughs> dude, viral Vine. Dude, and Will Sasso loved me on there really oh yeah i would oh. i would see him like liking or commenting i forget it was at the time but i remember being like oh my god will sasso knows who colin is i'm basically famous <laughs> I, I felt the same way i was like will sasso knows who i am justice is basically famous <laughs> but those I did it mom. those tours that was at a, at a time where i mean i don't know if i'm sure it was still magical for you as you'd have, you'd been a band for three years at that point mm-hmm. uh you have a legendary demo, legendary seven inch, legendary LP. I'm gonna blow some smoke up your. I got up your I inner some, ass. I got some smoke later. Okay, too. down for smoke all, right. all day, dude. You're, you're getting it. <laughs> so you're the biggest man in the world at this moment. Um, it's Bane trapped under ice, Alpha and Omega, in Europe. Cruel Hand is there in the states too. So crazy tours for this era. Wait, was Cruel Hand not? No, in I don't know why. Somebody from Cruel Hand was in Europe. Maybe they just rolled. With, I feel like Chris Link was. He might have been playing no. for Bane, but I also I don't yeah. think he was there. Maybe I just wanted. We him to wanted be there, him. So to be. I'll, I'll take any opportunity to to tour with Chris Link. Dude. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. He had this bit at the time where he was like a karate sensei. Do you remember that one? Yes. Dude. On my key <laughs> eye. I, I can't even describe how funny it was. <laughs> like standing and balancing himself on things that were actually impressive, like. Uh, I don't know. You'd be like at a venue, and there'd be like some weird thing high in the air where he'd be balancing on one foot and doing this whole <laughs> and like doing an improv like karate sensei whole instruction <laughs> thing to, to to an audience of two. You know, he had to train or something like in that in karate. You know, he took at least the beginner class to know the key eye stuff and the, like he had a whole. It was yeah. there. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, t- dude, 2010 summer. The summer was my first U.S. tour. Yeah, you were a baby. I was, a baby. I was mm. 18 on the first one. Mm. And you yeah. guys were so sweet to me. Uh, Doesn't that make all the difference in the world? It really does, man. It really does. Yeah, yeah. Probably trying to hit what's going on. You know? know? <laughs> okay, good to know. You know, I always wondered. <laughs> but... I had a uh, conscious thought about that trip when uh, when I saw you at Sound of Fury. Just because you're physically the biggest I've ever seen you at this point, uh, including when you were, you know, you had your chubby yeah, face. Yeah. You've like outgrown chubby Colin, you know. Uh, 
but not just on not the scale, but scale. maybe width <laughs> width wise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking as I was thinking, there's no way you're lighter than uh, than that time. I felt I feel like you're your biggest. And I was thinking about you like when I met you, and you were like a child, yeah. like actual little kid, wearing scrawny, like scrawny even big time. I was <laughs> I was, but yeah. like I was a weird weird little <laughs> string bean mm-hmm. freak, man. And I, Jared, I uh, Jared Carmen one of the most insane, amazing people to ever live, genuinely thought I was autistic on those tours. <laughs> <laughs> because I always was listening to music. Because I was 18, and it was like, all right, I don't know what to do, so I'm just going to listen to music. Yeah. So then, and then one day, I, I swear to God, Jared, <laughs> Jared in a very Jared way is like, yo, are you like autistic or something? <laughs> and I was like, I don't, I don't think so. But. I'm not trying to be mean, he just... That's no, Jared. he's not. Was, there was zero yeah. malice to that question. <laughs> <laughs> he just incredible. wanted to know. But I got here's. Uh, are you done? No, no, you please go. We'll then we'll go in and out of it. You know. Yeah, of course. I got I got some smoke for trapped under ice. Possibly the greatest, and you know, one of like three great hardcore music videos was the Believe music video. Oh yeah, dude. That, that's not really is that cool. the live when one. That, it, yeah, it's like it's like live. Sealy's in it. it. It it's fucking rad. I just remember at the time, you know, hardcore bands putting out music videos is always like kind of like, eh. and, and I'm even considering like our own. It's it's like, ugh, like it's not really something. That's why there wanted. is no God's Hate video. We just were like, we're yeah, too straight sh- up, too I mean, shy. They're they're just like stupid. Like they're it's dumb. The only cool thing about hardcore is like the live setting. So in, to be able to bring that into a video and to like pull it off, um, genuinely, I think I watched that thing a thousand times. Wow, like a thousand times when it came. That's out. like eight dollars that you gave straight up ad revenue, yeah. some resids. Yeah, um, that video was made by Sean Cullen, who actually played guitar and turnstile. Mm, Sean, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was like, I think it was like a school project. And I think he actually like had a pretty good idea. And he's like somebody who likes hardcore a lot. And at the time, everything was extreme. And I think that's like, he's like, I want to capture extreme. And we planned the show. Um, it was like a free show. And we just put like cool bands from the area on it and be like, hey, it's free and just pull up. We're going to play. It's going to be crazy. And it was at a venue that allowed crazy stuff to happen, mm-hmm. bad stuff to happen. Like people get their ass mm-hmm. whooped and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then everybody knew it's like, oh, this is going to be a video and Trapped in a Race is kind of hype right now. So we're going to beat the shit out of each other. And <laughs> really good shots of that happening. Yeah. Uh, how many times did you guys play the song? Uh, I think only twice. That's pretty good. I've, yeah. I've been witness to a, a, a couple bands who I don't, don't want to name who played, who did that like at a show that we were all on and yeah. played it like seven times oh my and God. had to do the whole like guy hey move up for this part like yeah you know i think after the second shot i remember ever i'm certain it was two shots because we were all looking at each other being like yo people aren't gonna survive this <laughs> it's gonna be bad like it's getting bad dude it was like the first shot was pretty crazy and the second one i think people were like all right they, 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 needed, like, they even, needed to do like, it again so i guess i i gotta yeah. step it up there's like a young D thing in there and he's like, you know, one of the most peaceful people in the world, but even he was being, he was bullying too much, dude. Yeah. It was like everybody was <laughs> wow. putting on. Dude, dude, it's the coolest music video ever. Like coolest song 
Ever. And, and yeah, paired with a great song. Like, it's just like a good vibe. I have a bootleg tape, a VHS tape. And I obviously don't have a VCR player, but I have a VHS tape of Youth of Today filming. It's like the behind the scenes of them filming the No More music video. And they play it like 10 times. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's just, it, it's crazy to that you guys only did it twice and it looks it fucking insane. I love that music video. So there's my smoke. It's scary. Definitively uh, one of the more dangerous pits I've seen. Another pit I bring up a lot of really dangerous mosh pits was uh, Harm's Way at Rainfest. Oh, yeah. We, um, we opened, Colin, we opened with the uh, Strength Beyond what Strength year was breakdown. This? It was the year before you were priests, so I think it was 2000. I, I was there. I played with, uh, that was Pressure's last show when I played Drums oh. and Pressure. Oh, that sounds right, yeah. Yeah, Damn. Leeway played that year. Yeah, yes, they did. It was like yes. Leeway, Terror, yeah, Trapped and Rise. Yeah, Dude. that was, yeah, I remember that. No, the Mosh Pit was pretty aggressive, like the whole, that's like a legendary um, moment for scary Mosh Pit stuff. <laughs> but I remember seeing like, that actually, uh, so that, not long after that was when Trapped in the Race took a little hiatus. Mm-hmm. And for me, that show was actually one of my reference reference points of being like, don't get me wrong. Like I grew up in the sidebar and like seeing skinhead shit and, and stout shit and like, you know, just like scary dudes beating each other's asses. And I liked mm-hmm. that. And I thought it was like really exciting as a kid. And it like probably saved my life, like wanting to be in this little room and beating the shit out of my friends. I love that. There's a time and place for it, but Tra- for Trapped in Race at the moment, there was like so much of that. And then I have this one image in my head, Harm's Way playing. And this girl got kicked in the nose and her nose split down the middle. And it was like open. Like two noses. And I could just see everything. Dog, I could see everything. Mm. Yeah, like two separate <laughs> noses. And then like all the inside wow. stuff. Holy and shit. I like, Dude, I never want to see that again. And again, like the Trapped in Race <laughs> pit was getting a little more wild. And I was like, yeah, I could take a break from this. Wow. You know, like, <laughs> mattered. And again, it's like nobody was attacking this woman. She, no, of course. Yeah. She a pit, yeah, a pit yeah. queen for sure. She's down. I've seen her in a pit a lot. Um, but it's just a hard image to, to swallow. Yeah, I mean, actual, like obviously injuries, mistakes, actual violence, like are, are, are a bummer for sure. I'm, I remember. I'm, I'm totally down with all that. I, re- yeah, I remember. Harm's Way playing upstairs at Charm City, and the only people moshing were you and Sam. It was like oh, yeah. early, like like No Gods, No Masters era Harm's Way. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it, it was what, cool. Yeah, Sam and me. Sam's like was such a uh, active member of the pit. Absolutely. <laughs> he. It's like there's so many bands that came through that me and him loved, and um, it didn't matter who was. Mm-hmm. Down or not, me and Sam was. That's the mark of a a a great mosher for one is just being there all the time. But and the, here's your thing: the mark of uh, again, the best moshers make the best bands because mm-hmm. they just play what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They know what what excites them physically, so they're just going to do that musically. And Sam, he 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 beat ass. I saw it. I've seen it. <laughs> he rocks ass in the pit, and he rocks ass on the guitar. He's such a fucking legend because he just genuinely loves heavy music and what makes you mosh. It's like so interesting. I, I think of music from a, a songwriter perspective and I can show Sam something and he's immediately he are, like sees the pit and he'll be like, nah, this ain't it. And, and he can take and be like, what you forgot yeah. is the, so the TUI song too true. Uh, 
I, I talked to him at length about it. And he was like, he was like, that was a visual song where like the, the mosh part was completely written only with the visual of like what I wanted to see pit wise. He was yeah. not like, okay, here's what I want to achieve musically. It was yeah. like, okay, here, what, what, what pit do I want to see? And that's, and it's just his hand. He was like, my hand just did the rest. So and that, that really just made sense to me. And he it's was he, prolific. It was, it was prolific I, to me at the time. I was like, uh, okay, I think I get it now. Um, Whoa. But Sam was the guy where on that tour, like you, you were too one, when we got to Europe, but Sam was the first one to be like, what do you like? Like what, why are you doing this? Uh, and then we got along pretty fast. Cause it was like, Oh, I just want, Dun, 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 dun. That's all I care about. Yeah. Uh, and then it got to, I think it might have been Grand Rapids or somewhere, and you were, you had like food poisoning or something. Mm. So you couldn't sing. Did I? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. So the whole tour sang for you. Nobody wanted to do was, Believe, and I didn't know why. So I was like, I'll do it. Uh, <laughs> and that, that was where all of you guys were like, that was sick. Like, thanks. Was there a video of that? I don't know. I've, I've never looked, but maybe. Yeah, yeah, right, dude. I've never found a video of it. It breaks my heart because I really wanted to come in and see it. You know, I was like, can I come? And everybody was like, no, you're yeah. sick. Like, people are going to be bummed if you're in the back of dude. the room. Wow. Makes sense. I saw back, back like, way back, pre-being pre able to drive, went and came into the city and saw American Nightmare with, I don't even remember, honestly, who else. And Wes had, like, couldn't sing. So people from the tour were singing, and but he was just side stage, and it was very like, much like, what, it, what are you doing? What are you doing? Was it a Converge tour? It was, dude. You know what? They I don't remember who else played, but a band called Pelican from here like opened, and I oh, was yeah. like a young, you know, I, I just wanted to like sing along and stage dive. You know what I mean? So Pelican played, and they're like kind of a stonery band. They played like yeah, yeah. So they played like a two or three minute song. And then they were like, hey, thanks, uh, we're Pelican. We only have 30 minutes, so this next song is 23 minutes long. And I just remember, like, turning around and going and sitting somewhere in the back, yeah. just, like, being a depressed high schooler who just wanted yeah. to, like, jump off of something. Yeah, they're more of a uh, sit-at-home, relax, heavy <laughs> yeah. band. You know? But you were You were lucky on that show, Justice, because it was, like, a, a tour of front men. Dude, it was mm. what a cool. It was like you, Luis, Aaron Bedard yeah. sang, uh, Cam um, sang, Cruel Hand sang one. Oh yeah, I feel like everybody in Cruel Hand sang one. That one, they were like all a so cool. cool. Yeah. Race mm. yeah, that that group of guys in Cruel Hand at that time, like Cam, yeah. Nate, that that combo. They were um, four piece, right? dude. No, Seeger was there too, which Seeger's fucking sick. <laughs> the the ability to stage die from every member. I feel like the current lineup of Cruel Hand too, like Cruel Hand just stage dives. Yeah. It's like a, a requirement. That's the test. Yeah. You can be in, but still. Can you, you play? Can you I do a know. gainer? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, that was a magical tour. That was where I saw a ghost. Do you ever see a ghost on tour? I saw a yeah. ghost? You saw a ghost on no, the tour. He claimed Go ahead. No, we've already, I've, I've already talked about it. I don't want to sh repeat the story on the show, but I saw Katie from Nashville, K80. K80, yeah. There was, a, there was a ghost in her house. I saw it. She confirmed it, so it's totally real. 
I messaged I, I messaged her messaged her after that episode and and she did again confirm that there's like a little girl ghost in the house. And I didn't even talk says. to her about it, dude, brother. It was like I I I started to tell her about what I saw and she finished my sentence. Yeah, yeah. That's fucked, man. Yeah. You ever seen anything like that, Justice? Aliens or uh, ghosts or anything? I've had some pretty crazy scenarios. I had a uh, I have like sleep paralysis a lot. Mm. And uh there's actually I don't want to sound like a hippie. I don't want to get too into my hippie shit. No, uh, get into it. It's cool. Um, I have, like, sleep paralysis, and I'll have, like, a lot of times where I'll have... I feel like everybody has this shit. I'm not being, like, no, no. I'm clairvoyant or shit. Um, like, I'll have, you know, people, like, visit me in dreams and stuff. And then what, what gets really scary is, like, when you have people visit you in a sleep paralysis. So you're, like, in your home, mm-hmm. and it's somebody you know pops up, and they're, like, what's That's good? Crazy. You're, like, it's fucked up, you know? Uh, Do you get sleep paralysis at night or only during like naps during the day? Uh, at night, okay. I've had them. I get, it's been chilling a lot recently. I don't know. I'm, I think maybe weed helped. Maybe, that. maybe <laughs> knock on a little wood right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Because yeah. I don't like it. No, I'll be honest. no, scary as shit. It doesn't happen to me too often. Uh, that it happens if you're heavy. It happens more often. It happens to James all the time in the van. Really. In the van, he'll be if he's like sitting shotgun, he'll be sleeping, and and he'll just like, huh. and he'll be like, I I couldn't move for the last like five minutes or whatever. I've never I wanna I wanna feel it, dude. It's it's the weirdest shit. Sounds awesome. I never I've never seen anything. People will like see stuff or like experience whatever, which you know I'm sure is like a little dream state, a little just weirdness, and like that creeps me out. But I've definitely napped and just been unable to move, but could see my whole room. Wow, I never yeah. done that. I never had a wet dream either. I don't think I ever oh, did either. Dude, this sounds so awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's the best way to wake it's so up, dude. Cool. You, just- <laughs> you guys are so lucky. Oh, I, um, I've never had one. Oh. I've never had one. Wow. That I'm aware of. I used to have them like constantly. It was a problem. Mm. I was wondering, well, keep- American, uh, to bring up American Nightmare again, they, they had We Keep the Wet Dream Alive as a lyric. I don't, I don't know what that means. They're sexy. Is that what it is? Yeah. They're so sexy that you're gonna have wet that dreams. Guys about are them. dreaming about him waking up, uh, fucking, and then you gotta do uh, laundry. You know, yeah. I wish I had one, man. You'll get there, baby. <laughs> um, I think with uh, sleep paralysis specifically, I think and maybe wet dreams too. But uh, I do think there's like a spiritual connection of some sort with that kind of stuff. Oh, brother! And I've seen like these little instances that make me feel like that. Mm. And uh, one in particular. We, like, stayed in New York, and at the time, Cheddar was in the band, and Dorian was in the band. Fucking oh, wow. crazy. And uh, I fell asleep on the floor, and we were all, like, kind of creeped out at, the, at this house in New York City. And we lay down on the floor, all three of us, to sleep. And I had a sleep process, and I woke up, and I saw, like, a figure in the room. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. But I didn't want to wake nobody up. And then I looked over, and Cheddar was like, man, man. He's like, making weird noises and shaking and shit. And I realized he was having sleep paralysis, and I was like... Yo, that's crazy. Should I wake him up or not? Uh-huh. He jumped up. Oh my god! He's like looking around, and then Dorian starts shaking and shit. No way! All three of us had sleep paralysis at no. the same time. And Dude, I, think, I bet you Dorian remember, test texted Cheddar and was like, "Hey, do you want to scare him?" That's like the most. Dor- <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right, and I'm just figuring this out right now. But, uh, 
Uh, but Cheddar, Cheddar's thing was he was like, I didn't see anything. But and again, I, I did see a figure. Yeah. And I didn't say anything to anybody right away. But Dorian was the first to be like, there was an old man in the room, dude. Like, I saw him. And I was like, yo, I, I saw something. Uh, but it's just weird. You, you know what? You know what does happen to me is when that's going on, I hear noises. Mm-hmm. I hear like, like the sound. Imagine like a door falling over. I hear like that down the hall. Fuck that, dude. But it's, oh. it's just like your blood pumping. Like, it's not. It's like in the moment you're like, holy shit. And then you're like thinking about it. And you're like, oh, wait, I'm, I can hear it again. Just really quiet because it's my pulse. You know, like weird. It's fucking weird, man. It's weird shit. Oh, yeah. You just reminded me, though, of, of one of the one of the worst times. Somebody who we don't talk about anymore was touring with us, had a spot for us to stay in New York City. Um, parking was fine. We got there at like 7 a.m. So the sun was up and it's summer. But we were like, oh, we get to sleep all day. We'll go get some good lunch in New York and then go to the show or whatever we get in it's a loft with cement floor Mm. with no carpet Mm -hmm. just cement and then there's like a dude in attached to the living room he's got like a little like nook for a computer just blasting nine inch nails Mm. like 7 a.m and won't turn this is in new york in new york not uh s in germany not s in germany and when asked to turn it down, he said he he was like working. He was like working on a paper or something, and he like had to stay up. Mm. No headphones, apparently. And then dude was sleeping in girl's bed while all of us were just suffering on the floor. Oh, oh. <sighs> crazy! <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what? Tori can be miserable. Yeah, you like it now? Uh, it's different. Like I just just got back from a trip and. Dude, probably a typical response, but like I can feel my body getting older. But at the same time, I've become more proactive in the last couple of years about like functional movement and my body health and stuff. So like I got through it, but like um, it's hard. Like just like the idea of sitting in the van, I didn't realize how bad – take two years off of touring and then you go back to it. You can see clear as day everything that's fucking you up. And like all my digestion problems are a result of tour, all my fucking – Back problems I've had in the past are a result of tour. Even my shoulder problems mm. I've had. Dude, your digestion uh, problems are pretty legendary at this point. Pretty legendary. Really? I'm, I'm unaware. Yeah, they're pretty legendary on tour. But, <laughs> like, at home, I get into, like, a little a, a thing, and I'm good. Mm-hmm. And I convince myself, I'm like, oh, this isn't a problem anymore. But I have a celiac and mm-hmm. um, lactose intolerant, and then mixed in a little IBS. Yeah. I be shitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, straight up. You're a, sol- you're a fellow soldier? Of the irritable yeah. bowel? Yeah. I had an ex-girlfriend who had real celiac bastard. real bad. She would get, like, um, seizures and shit. It was scary. What the Very fuck? scary, yeah. Dietary seizures? Yeah. I, like, yeah. at what point do you just... All right, never mind. Uh, yeah, take it easy, brother. <laughs> she just got married. At what point would I just... <laughs> Mazel tov, would Jenna. I just... All right. <laughs> Basically... <laughs> If I, I ate McDonald's and had a seizure, I'm fucking killing myself. All right, I'm not. Dude, come on, let's. What one time I was trying to like impress her when we were first dating, and I found a restaurant that had gluten free pasta. I was like, oh, we'll just go get. You know, it'll be easy. And we sit down, and she orders it, and she starts eating it, and it's uh, there's no noodles, it's broccoli with sauce. I would have shot you dead in the fucking restaurant. So right it's there, so dude. it's gluten free pasta in that there's no. It's like saying, hey, this is a vegan burger, and it's just bread. You know, like, like <laughs> there's nothing to it. Come on, Zoe. Celiac is no joke, though. That's no Zoe's joke. here. Uh, hey, Zoe. 
Damn, dude. Brutus is going to come up here at some point, too. He's He's been checking Bring us him out. Up, dude. He, he looks snappy. You're now. the original dog up. guy. He wants to come up. You, <laughs> the original you started dog dogs, basically, <laughs> in my mind. How long have you been into dogs? Spike. Spike was like the first dog I ever saw. Oh, yeah. Like, Spike. Who's Aww. What's that? Who's he? This is Brutus. Brutus. Brutus, Brutus the barber. Yeah, he's sleepy. He's really cuddly. He like wants to He wants to sleep right now, but he wants to do it right here. Mm, yeah. Straight up. Maybe he wants what's better than that? Yeah, keep him in there. It's interesting to, to hear that you've recently become more, I guess, self-aware of like your body, like taking care of your body and stuff. Because you've always been like a, a beefy boy. Yeah, you're the fit. You're you've the always, OG fitness guy. You did the squat yeah. rack video. You know, started a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> you killed melodic hardcore. Yeah. How do you feel about it coming back? Um, I think. I'm not annoyed by it because at the time it was like everybody was trying to do it and everybody was trying to do it so yeah. bad. Now there's like a couple of bands that are doing it and doing real well. You know, like One Step Closer, for example, yeah. was like, I fuck with mm-hmm. that. I respect that shit, you know? like, But, you know, at the time it was just fucking out of control and everybody sucked and they thought they needed special treatment for making trash. Sure. You know what else it is right now is, and, and I say this liking quite a few of them, but like hardcore dudes playing actual death metal is like the new... Yeah, you think that's the new melodic hardcore? I mean, kind of. That's the new like, uh, I don't know. Beatdown is just like ah, we we skip beatdown and we're just playing. We, we just play this membership. Yeah, which like, it's working like I said, for I'd, I'd yeah, I'd rather that than fucking verse clones. Don't oh. get me wrong. Like either Brother, way, you, you are. Know. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're 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 preaching right now. Yeah. Um, do, what bands in that in that lane do you think deserve the pass? Like, who really is is owning that lane right now? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, other than One Step Closer. No, no, I'm, the uh, the the oh. metal. Oh, oh, I I really dig Two Hundred Stab Wounds. I think they're very good. Oh, they I kick like ass. Oh. I like. I didn't. Know, yeah, I didn't know if they were like in that or if they were just more as like a straight, just like death metal weirdos because they they're all least, they're all core they, dudes. They've they've spin kicked in their life. Yeah, for sure. Dude, they're incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Tanguasugabog, they they be spin kicking. I'm yeah, big I'm time. <laughs> what uh, did Corpse Grinder call them again? What? I forget. Did you see that tweet that Corpse Grinder called them like Sudafed Botox or something on stage? No. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the the Cor- Campbell Corpse American Dad mashup? No, dude, it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I'll put it in. Yeah, please. Here it is. <laughs> Here it is. That was incredible. Um, who else? I I like uh, I, I like Frozen Soul personally. Yeah. It's just like kind of bull throwery, and I dig the like snow. Like live, they like spray like fake snow. That's fucking oh, awesome. Oh man, that's cool. Like that's sick. Like I can get behind that. You know what I mean? But I don't want it to be like a thing where there's like all of a sudden twenty in a year. Yeah. Is it my time to go death metal, dude? I would now. I would love that. Are you a death metal guy? <laughs> Um, so I've always been, I've actually <laughs> talked to Taylor about, a, lot, a lot about this. I'm like a death metal poser, but very intentionally, like with hardcore, I've like submerged myself and, you know, in a lot of cases it enriched my life. And in some cases it like bummed me out. Like mm. you meet a dude in the band that you mm-hmm. grew up loving and he's a loser and it's like, it's like crippling. It, it sucks. Dude. It, it, man. Uh, so I've always like tried to keep death metal kind of distant and like 
I've started to like write death metal music on guitar and then I'm like, I gotta back off. Like I'm I'm figuring it figuring it out and I don't want to spoil it for me. I like just to be blown away by some okay. shit, you know. Mm. It's like re- I like like, like, like re- you don't want to start wrestling because then you'll know what they're doing. That's what happened to me. And it's yeah. the same thing. Um so you're saying it ruined death metal for you? No, not or ruined wrestling. wrestling. No, oh, well, there's certain things where I'll be like, oh, that he's cho- he's wrestling. choking him right now because they're tired, you know? Right, right. Like right, they're resting, right, yeah. and which I yeah. I get. You gotta. I'm tired too. I'm tired right now. I need to rest right now. Yeah. Why don't you fucking choke me? Um, <laughs> but with death metal, it's crazy to realize that's the actual hardest hard mm-hmm. music ever. Agreed. Yeah. Like Hatebreed is just death metal. Their best like, Hatebreed stuff is like, yeah, they're yeah. like, hey, let's use this part from this song. Yep. So incredible. Dying Fetus. Oh. Unbelievable. <laughs> Dying Fetus wrote every Brother. good breakdown ever. Ever, dude. They're all taken. <laughs> and then you talk to them and they're like, oh, yeah, I- this is a death threat part. Right. Back, yeah. Yeah. That, uh, dude. So cool. I, I remember reading a thing that uh, Obituary talked about Master Killer being like a big influence for them. One of them manages Marauder. Yeah, I love it. Maybe not currently, but like very <laughs> recently. Maybe not. That's cool. Maybe not currently. Currently. Yeah. So. Um, cool. I would. I, I would like to start. You know, there's some some uh, death metal OGs. I'm back in Baltimore mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some death metal rockers around here, and I've I've like humored the idea of being like, we should get, we should rip, we should make yeah. some shit. You you How long dying you... fetus, and next step up as as one band. How long were you in in California? You're out there for a minute. Seven eight years. Yeah. Seven, a little over seventy seven eight years. Maybe, years. Maybe, maybe. Wow, seventy eight. You years. look great. Yeah. And what's it? Is it good to be home? I don't want to. Uh, I'm not trying to pry. You know. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Like, uh, I came out here for like the specific reason of like, you know, like seeing, being with friends and family and like, never did I have a, like, you know, people say like LA's better. It's like, duh. It's like fucking LA, Paradise. you know, it's like got all the, got all the shit, but there's like things here that pertain to me. Yeah. Like the, it's like, I'm from Baltimore. Like this is very much who I am. Mm. Um, so it's like very comfortable for me. It's, it's a happy place. And uh, I've been very productive since I've been here. It's like, interesting like i almost like have been uh bred and taught to thrive in this kind of environment like in la it's like there's so much going on and i get like real uh add Mm -hmm. and have trouble focusing and then you know like i'm off seeing this friend and doing this and then trying to do writing sessions and stuff like that here it's like i'm just gonna sit down make my music and that's what's most important to me and then i'm gonna go spend time with friends and uh like you know it's more, more small town stuff but baltimore is in a really cool place right now it's like more inspiring than it's ever been it's like shows are cracking come, come and, town really changed baltimore man <laughs> i don't know if kind of, i don't know what come town's influence is but i do i can see that i'm sure they've uh you know they changed the perception you know you trap and rice and come town are maybe the two biggest most influential things from from baltimore I don't know if you've heard of Turnstile. I have that. But, that the oh. other but but I'm I just. Think I, I think like, I've heard of but that. I'm talking about inspiration. Would there be a Turnstile like, without Trapped Under Ice? Without Come Town, would there be a Trapped Under Ice? Oh, you know, one hundred percent, no, dude. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't. I've never listened. I listened to an episode of Come Town, and I was like, "This is just chaotic. I can't do it. I don't really do podcasts." 
but I will say individually, all of those. Yeah, they're all um, funny. They're all hilarious. Yeah. So I've like watched all their their stand up and little separate things they do. Um, obviously, I'm a huge fan of Stavi. He's he's a legend. I can't believe and, he doesn't uh, acknowledge you. He don't follow you back, man. I need some respect, dude. Uh, <laughs> I think he's more of a fool, like because I like I, I lived in Greektown for a long time. Trapped in the Rice was a Greektown mm. band. Ooh. Um, so we're we're two of his we're two of Greektown's largest Biggest representatives. Yeah, uh, but he'd be around like. Fools will like show me like, oh, he bought his house from a member of Trapped Under Ice. Oh, uh, fucking Tony Hare was like filling in for us at the time, playing playing guitar for us kind of a lot, and I'm pretty sure that's where he got his he bought his wow. house from Tony Hare. I just played a show so. with with Benji's new band, Benji from Trapped Under Ice. Oh, in the bay. I never think it was Benji. That's always just Ben. I, he he reintroduced himself to me as Benji, and I was like, "You are Ben. Yeah. You're in Trapped in the Rice." <laughs> yeah, I know he does Benji, but I always think of riding out when I when yeah. That's yeah. the king of Benjis, dude. That is the Benji for sure. I love him. But Ben Esparza, that's what I can mm. call Ben. He's the king of Ben Esparzas. There never be. I another. mean, he played on Death Clock Ticking, so he's played he's a lot the of king cool of something. You know, he's a cool drummer. He's got he's he's freaky. <laughs> <laughs> you know I love it. what's up with that one? You gotta bring it back. No, but we've played it. Re recorders. Mm. Interesting. Ooh, that'd be cool. Come on, yeah, man. interesting. What would um new Trapped in the Ray sound like to you? What would you make? What would I make? Trapped in the Ray? Uh okay, so I think that you were headed towards a balance of you being a sick fuck fucking freak, doing your freaky mm. deaky thing. And so what's crazy is on Heatwave, the song uh, dun, 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 dun. I remember that from that 2010 tour, because that mm. was a that was a Big Kiss Goodnight demo. Really? Yeah. And uh, we have a caller. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Th- so that was a that was on the like demo. Like you showed me the whole pre-pro. For the record. Yeah. And it was like, okay, this is going to change music. And, but I remember that part dun, 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 being like the thing that the whole band was universally the most excited about. And then it wouldn't come out for seven wow. more years or something. Ain't that some it shit? Is, man. That was like, uh, so when we recorded Big Kiss Goodnight, we uh, had everybody got a, a card, like a, uh, uh, my voice matters more than everybody else's card. Everybody gets one, you know? And they were all used against me. They were all used to break my heart. <laughs> <a little> bit. <laughs> and, and maybe it's for the best because Big Kiss and I did really well. Mm-hmm. It but, didn't uh, need that song. Like, yeah. But- my, my two favorite songs got cut. And they were both somebody's, like, their one and only above everybody. What would you call that? Like a fucking... A veto. Just like yeah. the ultimate veto. veto. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, yo, I like had a heart to heart with the person. You know, I was like, how could you do that? <laughs> what did you use? Or, what did you, what did you veto? Um, I think mine was a song that we were working on and I was having trouble writing vocal stuff to uh, it. And I just, I just felt like it was a great song. It's just far from what I could do. And I didn't feel inspired because it's so far from sure. me, you know? Yeah. And there's something that nobody's ever heard, never came back. Uh, and the funny thing is like, um, with Heat Wave, some of those songs are 
songs that got vetoed from Biggest yeah. Goodnight for being too heavy. <laughs> but then when Heat Wave comes out, people are like, yo, these songs aren't as heavy as Big Kiss right. Goodnight. It's like, it's literally the songs we cut because they were yeah, too heavy. Yeah. <laughs> production, there's, production was there's so much a, Yeah, it, it's, it comes down to production and just like the just the vibe at the time, you know, you have the cherries on the yeah. front. People are, people are like, they're, they're, they're clouded. Their judgment is clouded by, by the, exactly. all the other factors. And, and angel dust exists at this time and is thriving. So they yeah. hear you, they hear angel dust justice. Cause that like the singers evolve, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. you can't do my thing is this. Everybody's a music critic and nobody can just, nobody can pinpoint that. They can't say, okay, I'm not as into this because justice is like softer mm-hmm. now or whatever, however they perceive me. Yeah. And, or there's cherries on the cover. So I'm not into yeah. this or the songs are shorter. I'm not into, that's fine. But you get people making definitive statements and not this, uh, this is a criticism, but it's not like beef or anything. I'm not upset about this, but another podcast talks a lot about <laughs> that stuff about trapped in a rice specifically. Mm. And on that podcast, they said definitive things. Like it's definitively not as heavy. It's like no, it's definitively produced different. There's definitively cherries on the cover. Yeah, definitively I'm an angel mm-hmm. dust. You can't say it's not as heavy. It is. The idea is the songs were like shorter and packed in more, and that does take away an element of heaviness, I guess, because you have less build up into the moment. Tell, music, right. a story. To, but that's fucking satisfaction. Mm-hmm. That's uh, lowest of the low. You know what I mean? Like those records are special because and Trapped in Earth never had that. The short fast songs. So that's what we were going for with that. And the other thing they said a lot on that podcast was that it 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 failed. The record failed. It didn't succeed. Well, what a success! That record outsold any other Trapped in the Race record. And with oh, that, did it really? It yeah. It, with that, it outsold most hardcore records ever recorded. You know, yeah, so it's right. Like, yeah, right. Definitively, very successful. Um, <laughs> just it didn't fit. And that's what people need to say when they're when the people who are um, music journalists or. Uh, people who are reviewing music, I think they need to like back off of their perception and talk about what music is and what is reality. Mm. Because you just painted a picture where I put out some shitty record that didn't do well and I can't write riffs and I'll out riff any motherfucker. Right? <laughs> Plus, I got Sam Trapkin in the pocket, dude. Like that fool's just sitting, he's at he's deck, sick, he's man. on deck at home right now, just evil riffs all day. But it's like, I did it. I already you did, did that. that. Right, right. Prove it. You know, it's like, not like, making music and i would love to make heavy music at some point but it's just not i need it man i need more from you um he's got more he got more in the tank dude i write shit all the time but uh you know it's like very focused on other things and i don't have really the time or energy to like invest in starting like a new band from scratch Mm and uh well, thank know. God you have this other legendary band that you don't have to scratch from. <laughs> you can just do more. Yeah, true. Well, I mean, well, Raptor Race isn't going to be active anytime soon, which is uh, equally it's a, it's a bummer. Breaking news, mm-hmm. by the way. Yeah, Hardlore exclusive. Hardlore exclusive. I think most people have figured out by now that Trapped in Race isn't active. It'll be back. But, you yeah, get I'd like end. to play some shows, and I don't want to be that band that's like ten years down the road, yeah, still playing shows on some old shit. Like we have sauce. Um, Another interesting thing with Heatwave that I like to, there was like a whole game plan with doing like a second record, like soon after Heatwave, that was more Sam centric, where Sam was like building those songs that I think um, are more what a classic TUI fan might Mm -hmm. expect structurally. And 
that just didn't happen because mm. life happened. There you go. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, I feel. But uh, so when you were you first told me like we're doing more songs, we're gonna do a seven inch. I begged and pleaded with you. I said, do an LP, brother. The people need an LP. So yeah, I don't know if I don't know if you heard me, and that's why Heatwave <laughs> exists. But what you were saying before about uh, kind of removing yourself from music reminds me of a story where Stickman was recording vocals for Wisdom and Chains, like doing a guest part. And mm. and he's doing the part, and he's like in this, he's full Stickman, you know? One of the greatest of all time. And it's like not what Joe was hearing. So Joe is like, like across the window going, you know? <laughs> and then Stickman goes like, like, how are you going to, like this, I make the rhythm, you know? Right. This right, is my right, rhythm. Yeah. And that I think about that all the time when somebody's like, you're off key or you're off beat. I'm like, brother, that's my beat. Yeah. I decide <laughs> what is on and off. Yeah, right. And that like that's Stickman is so prolific like that, you know? <laughs> that might be the most inspiring thing I've heard. Today. That's what I'm saying, dude. Justice, you I'm remember a, uh, uh do you remember the show? One of the the greatest book shows ever that no one was at in West Texas that we both played? Oh yeah! Holy shit! That, I wouldn't say nobody was there. It was kind of lit. It was for a big little people. DIY people spot. were there because ten bands played. Yeah, yeah. Dude. It wasn't like a ten band audience, but yeah, right, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was trapped under ice, terror, backtrack, take offense, harm's way, and then and then it was like hundredth straight from the path. I think mm. were like the 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 two bands that were kind of outliers. So it was our tour, which was uh, um, backtrack hundredth, take offense. And uh, betrayal, betrayal. Yeah, they betrayal, played betrayal, dude. That's right. Shake well, shout Kale, out. dude. Kale was born in betrayal. Oh, really? Be Man. Kale, dude. Kale was a, a monster on that tour, dude. He was just like killing the drums, and he was so young, his energy was out of control. Absolutely. Just and that tour, we we had like an off day in like Lubbock, Texas, or something, somewhere at the Pine Box. I have the. I, I thought about this because I have like a screen printed flyer hanging. It was up in Lubbock. It's like, it was in Lubbock or, I think Lubbock. Yeah. Yeah. Is, some, some the, is the Pine Box that bar? That's like wasn't a bar. Two big sections. Mm -mm. Mm. It, but it was you know it it was uh, we were on the Acacia Strain tour with them, Terror, Stray, and us. But the Acacia Strain didn't jump on this show, so it was like the two tours kind of like combined, and it was fucking awesome. But like. <laughs> Probably paid maybe 40 people. Yeah, but that that was uh, so sick because of all the band members there. It was all band members. Like, yeah, that's all it was. It was cool. It was that's a lot of fun. That's why I felt so packed. I have this like memory. Of, I'm like, it was definitely more packed than that. But it was like probably 70 people in the band. <laughs> that's exactly. That's what I'm saying. It was like, and then we took a, yeah, that, that, that was a fun, that was a fun one. Just this one yeah. show that, that could have been a fucking fest, fest yeah. honestly. Speaking of which. Tell me about the 10 for 10 tour, Justice. Oh, yeah. And that was, I, I hate the marketing thing. And everybody wants to make videos and like promote it. Be like, 10 bands, $10. <laughs> you go wrong. They're like, what else could you want? It's like, they're like hitting us up nonstop. Be like, we need promo videos. And then they had like people like at the shows, like with cameras. So we could keep promoting it. Yeah. The concept is really Great cool. Concept. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, 10 bands for $10, which is weird Fucking marketing. But what a uh, deal. 
Yeah. I know. <laughs> how does that, uh, how does that add up? Like, does the math work there? No, there was, like, I think there's, <laughs> no, no, I, th- I think everybody did good. Like I think financially it was chill because, you know, for <laughs> a lot of us, we were still new bands and, and we, um, weren't used to making money. So I remember the offer was like, good. We, I think we got offered like $400 a right. day. Mm-hmm. And at that time that was unheard. Yeah, totally. Totally. It's weird now. Cause I know young bands that go on tour and they get, you know, like, like their first tour, it's 250 bucks but, a day. But it, like, it has to be now. It has yeah, to, it has we to we now, paid yeah. the price so that they can go to KFC, you know? Dog, Trapped on a Race toured for like 10 years making 100 bucks. 100 bucks. And, and like 100%. seven venues out and like like killing it and just being like, yo, made 100 bucks. This yeah. is crazy. We're rich. Straight up. We're paid as fuck. <laughs> we might be able to get a hotel this night. Dude, <laughs> on, on like a 250 or 300 night, it was like, holy shit, dude. Oh, we're the biggest band in the biggest world. Biggest band ever. And the, and, and uh, you just look at look at the math. Of the ten for ten tour, you know. Yeah, yeah. Let's think about like it. the Glass House, for example. If they, was if they got four hundred bucks, that's forty people. Forty people before the venue cut or anything. So the <laughs> for the, any the Glass House, there was. I feel like I feel like it, how many of those shows sold out realistically? All of them. Oh, there's. I think there's one show that did, but kind of they're bad. They're bad. Okay. But okay. it's like a weird but area. Other than like that. In the, it was like um, Louisiana somewhere. And I don't think it was New Orleans. I think it was like somewhere in Louisiana was kind of weird and cutty. And I remember being like, damn, it's crazy. There's not people who want to pay 10 bucks to come to the hardcore show. <laughs> what, so every other show, I think was sold was out. Was the lineup kind of rotating or who, who was yeah. on that? So, Terror? Terror, Madball. Um, let's think here. Bane, Vision or Disorder on a couple of shows. Uh, Angel Dust, Mongoloids. Uh, Angel No, Travis some Rice. Weird... You said Angel Dust. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> Uh, I like po- Poison the Well, Madball Bane, Vision of Disorder. Sometimes Terror, oh, you pull it up. Death Before Dishonor, War of Ages, Crime Stereo. There was some definite Christian metalcore. Is that War of Ages was Christian yeah, metalcore? Sounds right. And I think there was another one where it was like, and they were it was cool. Like it's just far from my wheelhouse. Yeah, of course. Um, it was definitely like a clash of worlds. I don't want to put nobody's name on this, but there's it's like a funny um, relationship that I always think about with that tour. There was somebody on that tour. Who was in a band that's uh like just scary gang guy mm-hmm. and uh he lost his shoes he had some bands that got lost and he started like he found somebody i want to say in war of ages or one of the metal bands that were a little more outlier but maybe it was war of ages i don't want to put it on him but one of those bands and he like punked this dude for his shoes all crazy and i've never seen it was like jailhouse behavior i've never seen this before he started making the dude like hold his pocket and wow. stuff. And it was like this little skinny dude on the tour. Um, and he like would like be walking, you see him like walking around like backstage and the dude would be like holding his pocket and like rubbing his feet for like the, the duration of the rest like of the, the tour. Whole tour. Damn. Yeah. And there was like nothing anybody could say yeah. about it because just these two worlds collided and that's what it is. Like you holding a pocket now because you wanted to play aggressive music and steal some scary guy's shoes. <laughs> did he, he so he It'd did be steal the shoes? He'd be like, hey, dog, it's time for a kiss. Like, give me, <laughs> like, kiss in his face and stuff. Whoa. It was crazy. Jailhouse shit, wow. dude. Like, Whoa. Like, you know what's that? That, uh, that, what an era, man. Yeah. What? There ain't nobody holding a pocket on no, tour anymore. No. It's not. <laughs> um, okay. Glass House, 800 cap. 800 caps. So that's eight grand. Eight grand. Ten which bands. is not a lot to gross. They're sponsors. Oh. Okay, they're sponsors. That's okay. it. Okay. There you go. So it's let's let the sponsors do another, like, I'm just guessing. Like another couple thousand on that yeah, show, yeah. that makes yeah, sense. Like, 
12,000 in guarantees. And then like, I know even some of the bigger bands took a hit, like they, they made less um, for it. Just to do the coolest uh, looking tour ever. Yeah. What time would that and, shit start? Like, like four, vision. Four. When would they? Yeah, four o'clock. Yeah, maybe. I like went four. to the glass house one. It was awesome. The glass house show was crazy. I remember seeing some ass whippings outside. Absolutely. Do you know anything about no, that? No, but that's one? that was par for the course, brother. Mm. Dude, that was L.A. Like coming to anything in California, especially L.A., but anything in California, it's weird now. California is a huge hardcore scene, and you know, there's definitely scary people involved but for the most part it's like a really good vibe mm-hmm. and as long as you're not being a like a troublemaker you don't have to deal with the scary people but it was every single time i came to california yeah. there'd be like beatings and stabbings and shit and i was like <laughs> i would say whoopings now are like every time you'll be like why did that happen and they'll tell you and you'll be like man uh, good reason you did a really good thing doing that you know mm. <laughs> like it's mm. it's yeah. pretty appropriate Fools were getting it for no reason back in the like oh, no yeah. good reason at least. Yeah, you know? it was it was wild. Different time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Different time. Different time. Oh, yeah. Better time? I, re- I, uh, I remember no. when Black when Blacklisted first played Chicago and like all the Philadelphia dudes came with them and just like demolished the room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was just like, hey, this band is cool. Like there was no there was oh man. Blacklisted. Dude, imagine the, the headspace. And, and I, you know, I've again, I've been, I've been to the sidebar. You know, I spent a lot of time there when I was a kid. And definitely part of the the experience is I'm gonna get whooped. Like I've had my nose broke a hundred times. My teeth aren't gold because I think it's cool. It's because I'm tired of getting them punched out of my fucking head. You know, <laughs> it's pure function. Break it's not for any yeah. reason. And, but it's like, uh, just imagine some of the conversations, like going. Hey, let's all get in the van and go to fit, or Chicago and just tear it just up. Kill <laughs> Chicago, yeah. Fuck people up. That and was like, it. That was literally the conversation too. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh, Blacklist is playing this fast. Like, let's let's go." Kind of a thing. Yeah. And just, I was a child. <laughs> I was fifteen. <laughs> Dude, Philly Dude. was so unhinged when I was a kid. Like being, we're real close to Philly, and Baltimore is crazy too. But it's like a, you know, we got a lot of skinheads and like. Just like psycho weirdos. But I feel like when I was a kid, Philly was the place. This is what I, I remember thinking, oh, I don't go to Philly because I'm going to get stabbed. Because every time, like, one of the old heads from Baltimore would go to Philly, somebody would come back stabbed. <laughs> like, yeah, we got a fight, and I got the got the new thing here. I was like, damn, I'm trying not to go to yeah. Philly. That's, I'm going to get stabbed. I don't <laughs> think, uh, like, can you, uh, here's a question. Can you remember the most frightened you've ever been in a pit? To uh, death threat in Connecticut. That's, it was, that's scary. sounds about right. <laughs> my second is probably 100 Demons in Connecticut. Yeah. And then my third would probably be Death Threat in New York City. Um, just there's like a different breed of person. And I say this as a, as one of those people like I like Death Threat is the yeah. band that made love hardcore. Like Ooh. I liked Hate Breed. I was like, this is cool. And I went and saw Hate Breed and Death Threat was playing in Baltimore. And th- those dudes were just like super nice to me and like treated me. I was like a little kid. I had. You know, some friends, um, but I was like the little the little uh, annoying kid that everybody was like a little mean to, even if you were my friend. Mm-hmm. Death Threat made me feel like, um, I don't know, like an individual. And they were like, I just remember they were being so cool and nice to me. And I was like, I really like this, but I was poor. I like grew up, you know, I grew up in like a Section 8 house and I probably was still living Section 8 at that time. And uh, they gave me a CD because there was no way in God's green earth I could afford a CD. Like a friend definitely paid to get sure. me to the show. 
and their band was good. And I was like, damn, this is for me. And like the neighborhood I'm from, like all the kids were obsessed with Death Threat. It was like fucking the biggest band in fucking in Essex. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah I mean, yeah. Death Threat had and has the like the hate breed intensity, mm-hmm. but with the like youth of today message. Damn. So, so it's like, it's just the, con- it's all world. There's no world. There's no sub genre of hardcore that can't hear death threat and be like, there's something for me here. Yeah. Yeah. They would tour like that too. They would play with some like, kind of like, I guess youth crewy type bands and it would work. Cause half the song is that. Never thought about that. And then yeah. they, and Never then it's fucking. But in like drop in B, drop dude. B. <laughs> is it actually I drop think, B? I, I, I mean, it's either drop or standard, but it's in B for sure. Mm. Fuck, dude. Um, I, I asked because I remember when Blacklisted would cover Life of Agony. Blacklisted was ahead of the curve like a ton. Mm-hmm. Both in like, dude, they would do like noise with like the, the pedal loopers in between songs, which like we directly ripped off mm-hmm. immediately from them. They would cover stuff, at, you know, singing, like George would do singing and stuff. But um, they covered fucking River Runs Red at, in Chicago one time at Knights of Columbus, and it was the most horrifying thing. Because yeah. I hadn't even heard Life of Agony yet. It was, like, early. You know, it was before that kind of thing was really, like, common to for people to know about. What year was that, did you say? I remember I was with my first girlfriend, so either freshman or sophomore year of high school. Wow. So 2003. That's early. That's early yeah. for Life of Agony in, ter- in like, modern world. That's what I'm saying is, like, dude, Blacklisted was, like, weirdly ahead of the curve, like, a lot, a lot, a lot. Absolutely. And not a super, not, like, a super hard band when you go back and and listen to the track. There are parts, but. Until, yeah, until the parts. Until the like, part. And, but, shit, man, I, yeah, I definitely saw some bloodshed. I would say. Eye for an eye. Eye for an eye. Yeah, insane, I, I, I mean, that's an all-time track for sure. That's the evilest track. It's crazy. It, it, <laughs> remember, dude, remember the, the fucking Dead Man's Hands? Of course. Splits, Terror Ringworm, which was incredible. Oh, yeah. Blacklisted, First, First Blood, Blood, and then yeah. Suicide File, Hope Con. Yeah. There was almost also, a fourth one with Code Orange, the, Switching Tongues. It was, there was it almost was, a fourth one with Code Orange in Harm's see? Way. Well, there you go. Yeah. Somebody lying. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh let's revive it. I'm sure we could talk to some yeah. people and get it get it going. Dead man's hand. That's some like some pirate shit though, right? But I gotta be on the track. Easy. Yeah, yeah. You, you could be on the track. Like if you all do it like eye for eye, I gotta be the Joe Easy. Hardcore on the track. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, scariest pits. Yeah. Honestly, um, it's probably something like hoods at some point. I believe yeah. that. Um, I remember the killer covered Slayer. They covered um South of Heaven once, and that was really scary too. The killer scary. covering Slayer in Chicago. Yeah, at Knights of Columbus. Uh, yeah, I don't want no part yeah. of that. <laughs> that is unsafe. With some like key Boston bands there at the same time, so it was like actually horrifying. South Jesus, of Heaven. I swear to God, that is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> in like a cool way. That's the coolest yeah, thing. So, uh, you have to remember this show. Um, it was a. Uh, I want to say Harm's Way played it, but it was Trapped Under Ice and The Killer played for sure um, at the Knights of Columbus Hall. Um, but I'd imagine if you didn't play, you would have been there. But Luke's daughter sang. I, we were on tour. We were on tour. Uh, yeah, we were out of town, but I remember that. Yeah. Cece. Dude, it, 
I think it's interesting because like with music, you kind of see that sometimes somebody's, they have a kid and like, you know, like this guy who plays folk, folk music might be like, my kid can come here and sing mm-hmm. a song, yeah. but this is the killer in Chicago. Yeah. Right. And his daughter was like, maybe like maybe 10 at the time. Yeah. And she like fully understands this shit. She's not, not like, this is an alien to her. It's not like, mm-hmm. it's not weird. It was like seeing like a hardcore singer that happened to be 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like young <laughs> Freddie in the fucking screwdriver yeah. shirt. Yeah. And it was like grown men just beating the shit out of each other, dude. Like, <laughs> it's so committed. I was like, dude, that's the most um, dangerous and safe, protected 10 year old girl on the face of the We got to ask Luke, to, what's she doing now? She needs a band. They're, yeah, they're, they're grown. They're like high schoolers yeah. now. He's got two daughters. He's uh, the man. Yeah. Uh, Luke, Luke rocks. And it, back in the day, Friend like, of when, the show. Luke Friend of the, the show, killer. Luke Gray. Yeah. Uh, he used to, you know, it was like MySpace back in the day, like when she was born. That's, that's you know, whatever it was posted on. Yeah. And he would post pictures like holding her on a swing set and all the comments would be like, God, I would hate to be her first boyfriend <laughs> or like, <laughs> what, like anything like along those lines. Yeah. Uh, it's tough, a tough uh, dad to have to date into. Yeah. <laughs> so Angel Dust comes around a few years after you've been ruling the world. People mosh and killing each other left and right. Mm. Uh, you know, you're doing something different outside of the box for what people expect from you. First mm. tours with Twitching Tongue. So, hey, it all comes back, brother. Yeah, uh, Turnstile, really? too. Yeah. Turnstile, Angel Dust, Twitching Tongues. It's a wild tour. Downpressor. Downpressor, Stigmata. A lot happened. Yeah. Oh, complete <laughs> coincidence. Um <laughs> And now here you are. This that's your main gig, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't look at anything as a as a gig. I just like do what I do. You know, like I like yeah. baked stuff. And um I'm fortunate that people like pay attention to what I do, you know? And uh but like I'm always open to doing other things. Like I'm not like a like that was a thing for me. I feel like trapped under ice. Like people saw me as trapped under ice. Like that's the, like literally it'd be that. Like I, I definitely did full full transparency. Like I definitely thought like you were only hard dude, only into you know that kind of music at all. So when yeah. I first heard Angel Dust, I was like very surprised. Yeah, you know, um, it's understandable, but it's also it's like you know, like we go on tour and like people would be like. Hey, we found three other bands that sound just like Trapped Under Ice to open for you guys. You're gonna love it. And I'd be like, "What the fuck makes you think I want to hear that? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't want to hear a single band that sounds like Trapped Under Ice." And then, like, when you start branching out, it's like people are like, "What is he doing? He's fake." And it's like, I'm just doing music that I like, you know. And uh, it's weird because like hardcore is so much a piece of who I am, and heavy music it, it's like definitive. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I'm I am a hardcore fan. Um, it's hard to like hide that, and I think that's what makes angel dust authentic is that I do wear that on my sleeve and the other members of angel dust, um, past and present are all involved in the hardcore scene. You know, we had a point where it was like turnstile guys are so busy and how am I going to play shows as angel dust? And, uh, the only thing that would make sense is if somebody was somehow involved with hardcore music, punk music and, and gets the whole, thing you know so some parts is taylor madison in the band now uh it's kind of like the vibe is like uh whenever he wants to do it he's got a lot of stuff going on and (laughs) dude he's incredible uh like but yeah it's like 
um, the tour we just did, it was like super heaven was out on the West coast. And I was like, Hey, you're gonna be on the West coast. You want to play these shows? And he's like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, he's going to come record with us too. Oh, cool. Uh, going to record a record pretty soon. And, uh, it's cool. Like my, my team is like all writing music and with, again, with the turnstile guys, like they were so busy for a long time. It was kind of, um, I was driving a ship. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes they could be passengers. Sometimes they couldn't. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. They're still gonna be part of it. They're still in the ship. Good. Way less. Yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah they right, got. Right. They've got a fucking yacht. They're running. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you guys want to hop on the fucking the, the, the front of the kayak or whatever. Yo, yeah. Do you remember the worst stage dive I ever did during Angel Dust in Atlanta? No, I don't. Colin. It was in it was in the middle room at the old masquerade at the old purgatory, mm-hmm. and there's like a wooden like like a lip kind of at the front of the stage, you know, like those like half foot little wooden rails. Mm-hmm. So I was I was running the stage dive from from the stage, and I like went to plant my foot on the thing, but I slid, and I just like into the lip and just like laid there and looked at Pat and was just like in a pile. It was. So oh, fucking embarrassing. How could you do that to them? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Worst stage dives are. I've been responsible for a worst stage diver too. You know. So I've I've almost never been caught. I don't know if like you remember caught, that. Caught? Yeah, like no, like received I'm not you. at all. Big <laughs> ass come jumping at me. I'm taking off. I'm going uh, well, think, I'm one of those guys. I'm like, oh, no, I'll, I'm a catcher, dude. I'll catch a foot. I don't care. I caught Bo with my neck, dude. Straight like. <laughs> Damn, they killed me. Um, but on that European tour, I don't know what my fucking obsession was with these goddamn dives. I, that was when I was doing the full-on, like, arms-out swan dive yeah. into nobody. <laughs> Every time, dude. I never was caught. So, like, I'm wondering now, like, why does why does a different body part hurt, like, every hour? My body parts alternate pain. And I think it all goes back to that, just, be, just like... No, no Polish guy caught me. No German guy caught me. The Polish guys will catch you. I don't believe the Polish guys are. They well, win it. They I, well, I think, you, only, you, I think only one of the Poland shows were good. Even oh, that, was it that it, tour? Yeah, it was that, that in tour. itself is a feat. I've never played a Poland show that wasn't one of my favorite shows of all time. <sighs> well, okay. there were, One of them was only me and Franz. Do you remember that one? Was it the weird, like, tattoo fest thing? Was it a fest? There was like a weird tattoo fest we played that was just a show. Maybe, yeah. It was, and there was like a. I just remember being in the green room upstairs and my MacBook charger like actually exploding. That's what I remember from that. But also, <laughs> uh, that was the only time you played too true on the tour. So yeah. me and Franz were like, to the point where like I swear, like the 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 minister of Poland was like asked to to ask us to stop. You know. Please. Yeah. We beg you. Dude, uh, how incredible is Franz on the road? Like, that fool, he was, like, tour managing us and doing merch. And then he would, like, mosh for every Every, every song. Yeah, for every band. Yeah. And somehow, like, somebody at the merch table, he'd mosh and run or sell merch, and he'd back in the pit and doing his thing. <laughs> and he's, like, he still has that energy. Yeah. Where he's just, like, I think we my- met him when he was in uh, Triceratops. Oh wow! Like when he was drumming and like we played Legion of Doom in Columbus, and he was like, we stayed at his house. He was like one of the first people we met from Ohio. Um, two of my favorite underutilized drummers, 
like a drummer that you that some people don't even know he plays drums yeah. and he gets back he's like good i've never seen him play drums i've known him for he 12 can play. years <laughs> yeah he keeps it secret and then he then he hops back there and he can do the thing dude he's so awesome there's three drummers can pat play drums at all um it's kind of a ongoing joke that i don't know if it's a joke or it's serious at this point but pat swears him down he can play drums <laughs> and he's like they got the drum chat like the drum guys and he's chat. in it <laughs> And he's always talking about the drum guys chat. I'm like, I've never seen you play drums. He's like, I can, I play drums, dude. Like, but you never know. I play Pat, like, drums, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I've played drums. It don't mean I can do it. Man, I love him. Gotta have him. Just, on. Justice, what's your uh, on the road diet looking like these days? Oh, brother, it's a joke. Uh, nice. So I have like you know some allergies and some. Things I can't have, and then on top of that, I'm trying to eat clean. So, uh, how? But it's a fucking egg salad really sandwich. At so you know when you go to the gas station, and they'll have like two boiled eggs, like in a You're bag. You're getting yeah. the boiled egg. I do. I get the boiled egg. You all the guys time. are keeping the boiled egg operation running, dude. Sheets has the beet red one. Those ones are so fucking good. Yeah, my my gas station stop is four to six hard boiled eggs. And then, like, maybe one or two bags of the pickles, like the weird pickle bags. No, those are yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Those are good. The snap. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are good. Well, they start good, but then I'm getting to a point where I'm like, it's like fucking with my brain a little bit. It's it's, it's getting hard to stomach them. There, I mean, there's an actual, like, scientific term for that called diminishing marginal utility. That's a whole other thing we can get into. You know when you're eating a burrito? Yeah. And that first bite, you're like, this is the best moment of my life. Mm-hmm. And then the last three or four, you're like, this don't, this does not, this is not what I was eating five minutes ago. It's never yeah. happened to me before in my life. Okay. Well, um, you guys don't smoke pot, but pot is really good for, for that. Like every single bite is better than the last. I can't and also when you smoke pot, you're like, I need some garlic salt in this burrito. You start putting weird things. I need some ketchup in this, like anything. <laughs> you want the burrito. When did, <laughs> when did you break edge? Um, so my relationship with straight edge is kind of a weird thing. Like I had like a, like a, like a little, like a, some moment where I was like, I don't want to get high or drink or whatever. And then, you know, as a young person, everybody's like, Oh, you're straight edge. Yeah. And then as you get older, you realize that it's like, this is a thing that people are really committed mm-hmm. to. So I've kind of always taken a stance of being like, yo, like I'm, I'm down with straight edge, but I'm not straight edge like y'all. So I don't like, I don't like got like straight edge tattoos and stuff. Um, let me also say that I really love and admire straight edge because my personal, um, relationship with straight edge uh definitely like dude everybody i I grew up with is is on drugs Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean like most everybody and a lot of my friends like overdosed and gotten a lot of trouble and stuff and like very close to me it's like it's everybody Mm -hmm. and i don't think it's a coincidence that i avoided that like hardcore and straight edge is like what and it's like i think it's the coolest thing like if i if i like meet young people that are straight edge i'm like so excited when I talk to them about it and like I know how much it's going to give them if they really commit to that lifestyle sure. you know uh but I've always had problems with anxiety and when I was a kid I was medicated and um around the time I moved to LA I was like having trouble with anxiety yeah and it was like pretty overwhelming yeah. pretty crippling uh like couldn't leave the house what are, still, some, are there other oh. things that you get like specific things that you get anxious about or is it just like the, they don't have Every, my fucking donut at the place I can't everything okay. uh just wake up anxious. Mm. Any weird interaction that like doesn't feel whole and complete, Ooh. you know. That's uh, like, I just, like, that's wild. <laughs> no, it's not, yeah, it's it's bad. 
like I was like, I was definitely medicated when I was a kid. And uh, as an adult, I was like, you know, I don't, I don't want to be one of these fools that like, I can be straight edge and like take all these weird medicines that make me a robot. I can take Xanax and develop all, I don't know any adults that take Xanax. Right. You know, it's like, that's a, that's an addiction yeah. waiting to happen. Yeah, for sure. Any, again, I was prescribed Xanax when I was a kid, but it's like, if I take his Xanax right now, I'll be like this. Yo, this is the best feeling I've ever had. I'm going to be addicted to yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Right. Same. Right. Want it. I want to feel that way all the time. Anybody would. It feels great. But like, um, so for me, it's like, I remember uh, I had a moment where a friend that was straight edge, I like took a Xanax and I, I wasn't prescribed at the time. Somebody gave it mm-hmm. to me and he's freaking out. Like, you're not straight edge. You took this thing. <laughs> and I'm like, I've been prescribed this since I was 12. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm 30 years old, it's not, it's not okay for you. And it becomes a class thing. Like, I don't have health insurance, so I can't get a prescription. Sure. And furthermore, I don't want a prescription of anything that helps for anxiety. Uh, and maybe I'm wrong for that. I don't know. No, but I, 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 in my older age, you know, it, it's, it's the kind of thing where like you find out about straight edge and you're just kind of like naive. Then you you learn and you get more into it and you're like an asshole. And then yeah. I think everybody kind of chills and it's just like, you know, this is a thing for me. I really don't give a shit. And like, although I, I wouldn't necessarily do this. I think if, if there were, if there was a straight edge person out there who reacted really well to like THC gummies that helped them with anxiety, as opposed to taking some kind of pharmaceutical. Yeah. It's all about the function to me. Yeah. Like I don't, I really don't think that that, um, I'm going to start smoking cigarettes and there's nothing anybody can say. Well, I'm just saying, I'm, it's like it's like saying, oh, you ate tiramisu. Well, that's got fucking rum in it, dude. So, And it's like, no, how much tiramisu would you have to eat to get fucked up, brother? You know I'm going mean? to start smoking <laughs> three packs a day and be the fucking most straight-edge motherfucker you've ever seen. If it helps you, I'm it with helps it. Me. But I will say that the, uh, the, the risk-to-reward ratio with cigarettes and like the, the turnaround, it's like not as I don't helpful. Believe I would say that dangerous. Blunt, you hit the weed and you'll feel great. Hmm. I don't and like I don't think it looks the same. I think a sig <laughs> looks a certain way. You think it looks oh cool? Oh my god, that's the coolest thing ever. <laughs> Dude, I see a guy ripping a sig and I want to know I'm I'm want to I want to have him on the show, honestly. What what show or movie has made you want to Mad smoke? Madman, dude. Yeah, that, I I've heard that. I'm 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 addicted to cigarettes. Horny. Yeah, it's my cat, I'm sorry. I got the horny that's cat. That's why I always say to him. I'm like, dude, Get him a, f- a friend or something, you know? He's, he's got a buddy. It's because I got the door closed and he wants to come in here. Oh. He wants to have sex with us. He, he wants to get voice. in on this. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, two, the two coolest smokers, I, I think, are uh, Franz. Franz is a person who smokes and I'm like, I want to smoke. Could get that looks cool. <laughs> uh, Matt Berry from the Berries and who's played in Angel Dust a little oh, okay. bit in Big Bite. He's a fucking badass smoker dude dude i uh What's his style? i can't like dude he hits it so hard he's like so this way it looks like a lot of work he's like you see the cigarettes retracting yeah. Yeah. oh that's cool like someone he's done dude i like those guys that are like i don't know how i don't have oh i got a pen here where they're like like a full body suck you know Dude, that's uh, Johnny Sack from The Sopranos smokes his cigarettes exactly like that. The military way is the coolest. Where they're like, they're like, oh yeah. Because that was, dude. My, you, do you ever know the lore behind why they do that? No. To what? hide the ember from the from the the enemy. Wow. Why? I often didn't just be like, yeah, I know. Right, yeah. 
they got the they got the fucking the blicky they got in the, the gun. other hand, brother. They yeah. can't do that. Uh, my mom smoked in the house my entire childhood, Insane. just like chain smoking. So now, like, if I catch a whiff on somebody's clothes or anything, like, there actually isn't a bigger turnoff. No, I'm the me. same way. I hate the smell. Yeah. I just think it. Can't. Like, my dad smoked, and I was always like, I, it's there's a smoke, there's shit everywhere. Like, and his yeah. car was yeah. like, it's, I was in. I got I I got driven to school in the fucking VW Sig, dude. <laughs> a '98 VW Sig. Sig. Um, but it smelled. It always the smelled. Windows up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that goddamn window! It was cold outside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm oh just my like, god. Uh, my clothes would smell cool. like it. Yeah. Anyway, cigarettes aside. But we don't make your shit smell like that. And if it, if you do, like right when you get done smoking weed, you'll smell like it for a minute. But I think it's more on your hands than anything. Yeah, but you like that. But I always get the same thing where people yeah, are like, right. it smells good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So me. wait, you're saying that on the road, you, you do you avoid fast food because you have to? Um, I'll, I'll eat fast food, but I, I got to be really particular. And I always feel like really annoying because I'm like, yeah. hey, uh, I want, I need this burger, but I need you to take off this, that, and the other. I'm basically allergic to everything that's not meat and vegetables. Right. And even things that I'm not necessarily allergic to might upset my stomach. And then even with that, then you get into like beef and like beef is really fatty and that upsets my stomach. Mm-hmm. And Do you think maybe a little bit of some fine. of this is uh, you did to yourself? Because I remember at one point you were like, I eat oh, yeah. 20 White Castles a day. <laughs> well, uh, I've done White Castle, but it was more McDoubles. This was my was my Oof. problem at the time. Dude, remember so the, like, when a McDouble was a dollar seven? How much is it now? Dude, it's like one forty. It's no, it's two. It's <laughs> two for three fifty. Okay, let's be two real. for three fifty. But that's still one seventy five a, a piece. That's, a, that's, that's quite a an expensive burger. Quite a raise. Quite a raise. Uh, it it that was specific when I was bulking up when I was like two hundred fifteen pounds. I would do like seven McDoubles straight, so like fourteen beef patties. And then I, I did like the go mad diet where you drink a gallon of milk every day while I was lactose intolerant. That like that sealed the no, deal. That, that killed it. your body never forgave you. Were you just never. like as gassy as possible then? Honestly, I kind of like uh, adapted really fast and I grew really fast. Like it like put hella weight on me. Huh. Um, but um, afterwards, I noticed like after I like calmed down with that, that's when I like fully couldn't do dairy at all. Wow. And, a couple months later, I was like still experiencing like other symptoms, and then uh, I tried to go vegetarian. So I was like eating like this is like a couple years later. I tried to go vegetarian, and I was eating like wheat gluten, lots of like uh, like patties, like soy, wheat based yeah. shit. Um, and I thought I was like I started losing weight more rapidly, and people were like calling me and being like, "Yo, are you okay? I saw a photo of you." And I lost all this weight because I was just shitting everything I ate. Fuck yeah, same. Um, <laughs> badass. <laughs> Uh, do uh, but, you still, are you still, uh, do you still at, are in, in the gym often or? Yeah, more than ever. I had like some, some injuries that, were, that got really bad. Like I, I had some, I literally had trouble walking for wow. like a year or two. Mm. My back was so fucked and I tried everything, man. I like paid lots of doctors and I don't have health insurance or no shit. Still? Like, dude, you no. know, you got to pay a fine every year. Like you could pay, it's, no, you it don't. costs less. You don't got to do that, no, dude. Don't. That's. You don't gotta do that. <laughs> Listen to this guy. Okay, I'm just, I, I don't. Have, I don't have health insurance either. Okay. I haven't. In the years. IRS is just like Baskin Robbins, man. They always no. It's out. it's because you live in fucking California. Oh, is that why? It's one of the yeah. It's one of the only places where it's like they're trying to wring money out of everybody. Oh, okay, there. well, 
Whatever. Yeah. I I like having insurance. I get to. I just got into going to the doctor, man. It's awesome. It's great, isn't it? When when you have insurance, it's really fucking amazing. Well, it's just that there is medicine for literally everything that's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. That's not no, true. No, it's true. I thought. See, I I felt that way I, until like last year. <laughs> and dude, if you if you had any idea how much I've paid and how much time I've spent going to doctors and being like, let's figure out what's what's going on, you know, and like, um, you got to go to my guy. I, I ended up, <laughs> when I got diagnosed with celiac, the, the final result was uh, I had a doctor and I was like, I want to do blood work. I want to do this. Like, let's do everything, bro. Anything possible. And I've had blood work done and been like, what's going on? I got to figure out what's going on my stomach. And uh, he was like, look, man, you have celiac. He's like, I'm not supposed to tell you this. Like, I'm not, I'm supposed to do the tests or whatever, mm. but don't waste your money. And it's going to be really grueling. And apparently the tests they do, uh, they like just basically make you eat lots of gluten mm-hmm. for like five weeks, I think it is, mm-hmm. which I don't even know if I'd survive. Yeah. That. Like, I, I think I would die, you know, I'm like so sensitive to that shit. Like I would be fucked. So you have to like eat gluten for five weeks and then you get off for five weeks and then they do all these tests, send you all these places. And it's like a lot of money. And again, I was like, I'll pay the money. But the doctor was like, you've been coming here for years. I'm not allowed to just tell you, but Why? Why? telling you like, this Why? is celiac, man, but, you know, that's a good doctor. But, uh, yeah, I'm like, thank you for that. <laughs> Shut up. I think I get his license taken if I if I said oh, that. Okay. Friend of the show. Uh, Friend of the show, Justice's doctor. Doctor Gluten. I asked because my doctor's name is Daniel J. Lewis. So I got that going for me. Is that true? Yeah. Wow. So. What's what's Daniel J. Lewis about? Method acting? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's he's <laughs> training for a role right now as a, as a doctor. <laughs> uh yeah, that's good shit. So what's uh what's next for you musically? You got cold mega going on. You're doing that's like actual oh, solo just, stuff. Yeah, I just like to, count, to run it back real quick so people don't think I'm. I'm I can walk great okay. now. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. I didn't believe you, uh, and I didn't want to bring it up again. So I'm going. I just, I just like let them. I guess. Wait, before we get into that, you yeah. you are are you? Do you think you're stronger now than you were on at that in that era? Dude, I'm I'm more fit than I was mm. when I was 25. Guaranteed, Crazy. more mobile, healthier. Uh, I feel so much better. Like you I, like, were, you were fucking big. You were. I, I was big. You were like, big. I think you know what it was. What fucked me up is like I'm not meant to be that big. Sure. Like mm. I'm meant to be fit or whatever. But like having like James Pelagi around, and sh- I think like he's probably the number one person that I would see, or like Dan Seely or something like that. And like see these big fools and be like I want to be big. Yeah. Like I want to be that Seeley big too. Now is like horrible. He looks like a movie star. Yeah, it's he has movie star muscles. He's a monster. He's so monster. Well, uh, somebody else I will say was a monster deceptively was Brendan Yates. Mm. Brendan Yates is a skinny monster. Like, dude, no body fat ever. So, like, but when he was he, like bodybuilder guy in like 2010, 2011, he had a legit like movie. He had like a Zach Efron body. Yeah. I think <laughs> the thing with actors is they're like always short and like more compact. Yeah. So on screen, it, like you see everything, you know, it looks like more and, and less space. And Brendan's not short, not like short guy, but he's like a little bit more compact. And yeah. he's always stayed around like, I think like the 140 range. But even even like as big, it's probably like 145, but no body fat. Wait, what? And That's like Chris. That's No, Chris dude, is- Brendan had to have been in the in the 160s, 170s at that time. How much, Colin, never, how much do you think, how much do you think Chris weighs? It, like now, like currently, I just saw him. Yeah. 170? No, not even close. He's in one forties. Are you kidding me? I swear to God, I could I could throw him a a mile. (laughs) 
Well, how much yeah. you want to make it back and throw a football over them? Now? <laughs> I'll um, bet any amount of money. You can. <laughs> <laughs> Name it. Um, fuck. I, I just had something. It was Brennan. Jack. God damn it. Keep, keep talking. Jared sorry. is Jared the strongest guy in Trap and Rise? No, oh, I got it. Oh, dude, he's so big and strong. I don't know if he like. I don't know if he's been doing like conventional lifting. Like, he might. No, he he's, does muscle ups on a fucking bench at a park. Cl- cl- yeah, know? a cliff somewhere. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, he's like more like practical, strong. Like he's so again, like conventional lifting is incredible and I love it. And there's people who do it functionally. I like damage my body mm-hmm. a lot doing it. Jerry's the kind of fool who just goes and does finds a tree branch and does like 46 muscle ups straight. I did that with him for us for like six months, and it was the strongest I'd ever been. Really? Wow. I can't do Dude. I can't do that many pull-ups now, but I don't I was gonna I, there was, uh, I remember now. I think the most fit band. Is actually bitter end currently. Everyone oh, in bitter yeah. end is a a legit monster. That's not true. Yeah, one of the guys is not. What are you talking about? Well, you put J- Jacob, 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 he's skinnier. He's skinnier, but he's still like you can't fit. even. He's half the size as the other guys, but he's taller than all of them, and that adds a lot. I guess you know so. I mean? That's hard, dude. It adds a lot. If he's the writing guy, then he gets the exception. He's the and which which there he so there you go. go. You know? It's like the bulldoze. Like the who's the bulldoze guy with the glasses? The, <laughs> the whatever New York guy at the time in the mid nineties. Polish guy. He's Polish. Yeah, the, the Polish guy <laughs> with the glasses. He's the, they're that. You know, they don't have to be strong. But, but I ain't fucking with the Polish guy with glasses Hell and bulldoze, no, dude. Dude, got a vibe. Dude, on, yeah. Okay, speaking of Polish guys and glasses. On that European tour, I saw the most, like, to this day, meanest pit move I've ever seen in my life. Was it was it Rattle President? Dude? I think it, I don't want to put him on blast. He's the most savage. It was, it, was it, it, like, I was like, I literally, <laughs> I literally did this say. when it happened. <laughs> he took a guy's glasses off their face <laughs> and, and exploded them. And just kept moshing. And it was, I was yeah. like, and, and, and now he's like a record label owner, and I, I want to invest. <laughs> Dude, I remember that tour. My friend, it was our friend Adam Malik, was like, yo, put this name on the guest list, and the most insane mosh pitter will show up and just devastate the crowd. And I, and I was like, what is this? It's like a myth or like a, like it sounds, it sounds like fantasy. <laughs> it was myth. You know, it's, like, like, it's like saying Bloody Mary three times. Yeah. yeah. Who's going to tell this guy that he's on the list? So he put his name on the list and we started playing. And then that's when the fool came out. Was That's my boy. He's incredible. Wow. I think that on just, that tour was the only time I'd ever talked to him. But I was I was in all. He was like Godzilla to me, dude. His his only English at that time was. Uh, was I was like, hey, man, what's up? Are you are you, you know, I don't know if we're putting his name on the fuck. His name's Michael. He doesn't care. He broke my glass. He's done a lot of crazy stuff in the pit. Um, But I was like, are you Michael? And he said. No English, Polish or die, and walked off. Oh fuck! He's like, I'm here to pit. You know, I ain't, I ain't trying to speak to you. No fucking. But how did that feel to you? Aren't you Polish? Um. Well, uh, like you know, family is Polish. Okay. I don't. You don't, don't claim really, Poland. Because I, yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I remember Poland. once you you would you would proclaim to me that you had an East Rock Polak cock. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I live in a I live in Ukrainian village, uh, Polish neighborhood in my. Oh yeah, let was go together. Yeah, yeah, very much, very much. So all my neighbors are all all from Polska. Neighborhood my family is from is like like that, like all Polish and mm-hmm. Ukrainian. 
They smash and glasses like, over like there. Is that an ancient pastime in Poland? <laughs> oh, no, we smashing glasses all day okay. for sure. <laughs> like, I like uh, lived a lot of my life in a uh, above the Polish bar that my mom managed. So I've seen a lot of glasses get broke. They love to just get drunk and brawl and shit. But I don't think that's a Polish thing. I think it's like a <laughs> working. Maybe it is. Well, like it's, well, it's a working class thing, which kind of goes hand in hand with being Polish. You fuck yeah. with pierogies or or what? Dude? <laughs> Can't eat pierogies anymore. Dude, I'm looking for the gluten-free pierogies. Oh, that Damn. is so tragic, man. Dude, I'll tell you what. I had a friend growing up who who was from Poland. All of my like my first like three girlfriends were all from born in Poland. Like the neighborhood we grew up in, me and Chris was all like mm. Polish kids. Mm. And dude, Polish fathers are the scariest fucking people on earth. Yeah. Like my friend came home late, got his ass beat. Wow. <laughs> it was just like, like I was just like holding my skateboard, like I gotta go home. I gotta go home. Did you go home? Yeah. I went right home, That's and crazy. my mom, my mom is the opposite. Um, Problem with being Polish is the mom handles shit the same way too. So mm-hmm. I've, I've got some Polish mom and dad whoopings for you sure. Go. You know. Uh, let's uh, let's start. We're at ninety minutes here. Thank you so much for your yeah, time. Really but we'll, we'll start winding it down because I'm gonna shit myself here. Okay. Uh, I don't even want to wind it down. Here's the truth of the matter. I'm so bummed. Like I'm, ha- I just like talking about hardcore so much, and I don't get to do it as much as I'd like. So I'll, I'll shit myself. Sh- I will shit in this chair. <laughs> if, if you, it's all, hey, co- it's all content, brother. I'll take the conversation to the bathroom. You can okay. do that. Too. I'll just yell. It's right there. I can yell. Um, Dude, it would be <laughs> awesome actually if you had a mic in the bathroom. <laughs> I can't. I can't let you hear. No, the I bidet stream. I don't care about the farting and the shitting, but at the bidet, of course I got the bidet. What am I? Oh, fucking he's a animal? Japanese one. He's a j- champion of the bidet. I got this one. In, I got two bathrooms. Both are bidet up, dude. Is it the like the Japanese one? Like the like it's like in the toilet, brother. The brother. I sit every day on a a heat seeking submarine. Basically, they find. I don't know how it finds the hole. But it finds it the finds hole. the hole exactly. exactly. Like you can move it. I don't have to going move. In. Direct hit. Sank oh. my battleship. Okay. <laughs> you B five. Do you do the thing where you let it in? Like you like bring it inside oh. of you and hold it there for Absolutely. a second. Oh really? Well, here's the is thing. that the move? So I I <sighs> this is graphic. Um, <laughs> I like to finish up. You know, yeah. fire up the stream. Mm-hmm. And that creates a whole other event. It loosens up what's going on in there. Oh, yeah. And, there's, and then you find out you were you were harboring a fucking fugitive. You know, really? Yeah. Dude, uh, Will Yip has one, or he yes. had one in his studio. Yes, I still have. Yes, he does. That's uh it's like the nicest one I've ever used at, at the time, at least. And like, you know, you can like suck water up your butt and like clean it all. And I was using that a lot. I was like taking advantage of that. Yep. Um, and then I didn't know that. You can reserve some water. You can hold some water up there. And uh, I found out we were tracking vocals, and I sprayed some out. <laughs> it was really was it strange. water or was it? I mean, it's like what the the you know coagulation oh, okay. of good word thing. Yeah, I don't know word. coagulation you no, works in that. Strong, no, I like I like that you good, went with good it. Good it sounded good. Yeah. Um, but, the bidet is still there. Damn. I guys, I was my cleaned it because I feel like a bidet can just like over that much time accumulate fun. Absolutely, my wife, my wife ain't happy with me, brother, because I ain't going down there. That's that's on her. (laughs) Every time she's like, "How does it get here?" and I'm like, 
just the way I was made. You know, it's my shape. I feel like at that point you got to take it out back in the yard and hose it off or something. You don't even- I got a scrubber just for that. I'm not using it, but she can, you know. Damn. Yeah. Dude, in, uh, in Thailand, our first night in Thailand, the toilet, there was no toilet paper. It was a bucket and a hose. I mean, Damn. that's more efficient than toilet paper if you think about it. Absolutely. I don't know. I don't, know if I don't, if I don't use toilet paper if I use like the bidet or something like that. Like there's always remnants. Yeah. You got to like, wipe you after, wipe. of course. So, well, the, the expe- expectation is to use the hose and then your hand. Get the fuck out of here. No, I swear to God. I swear to yeah, God. I'll use my Ask hand Andrew, Andrew Morrissey had ever talked about this to you? No. He, he at one time he said must that like he preferred it. Then, it. Sick yeah, he, he said that he preferred it. Fuck him, man. Andrew, <laughs> I love you. You're sick. <laughs> the hand, I, it's just touching your booty hole feels wrong. Wrong. Unless you're in the shower. Yeah. You got it. I like, uh, I don't know if Clippa listens to the show, but I like the one time that Clippa was like, I'm tired of having shit in my ass, man. <laughs> you remember that? And you were like, "What do you mean?" And he's like, "There's just always shit in there." He's like, "You know, you got the same thing. If you wipe your ass right now, there's shit." <laughs> we, we all wiped our asses to be like, "Look, nothing, dude. That's how it." And then he did. Well, <sighs> bring back somehow. It, Where's, we what's always, he doing, man? He's tatting. Man. Always, he's a very different man now. He's like still a psychopath, but very responsible for himself. Way more self-aware and way. uh like I feel like Clippa now does not have no shit in his ass. Oh wow! Congrats. It is avoidable. Well, that's one of those things. I'm telling you, there's a solution for everything. We can Facetime right now and get him to do a a spot check. You think he would do it? <laughs> he would do it for sure. He doesn't. That that's one thing that hasn't changed about him is he doesn't give a fuck. Like he's not embarrassed. Hit him, dude. He's call him. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try Facetime okay. real quick. Clippa, so Colin. Clippa was the was he the original second guitar player of Trap and Rice or did he come in a little later? Yeah, he was original. Original second guitar player of Trap and Rice. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Colin, you got a squatty potty. No, I don't and use a squatty potty. I told you. you. Don't use. I put my feet straight up on the bowl. Oh, that's not a bit. No, that's you not really a bit. Do I do it. I trained my whole life what? for that. I'm like, how the? Fuck you I'm that? in there like this, dude. You have incredible hip That's mobility. That's how you That's sit on the toilet. No, not the whole time. You don't have to do it the whole time. But when okay, I'm like, so it's just when I'm when needing a little inspiration or something. Okay. Okay. I'll throw him. This wh- is Colin. Who Colin does the kick. Block. Colin does the kick to go straight up over his head. He's got Forgive great. Give my seat here. Let me show you a little something. Here. Come on now. Really? Yeah. Why don't you do that? <laughs> oh, we're we're doing it. We're trying. Is he on? I'm gonna try. Okay. We'll see. Clippa's going to wipe his ass for us live. <laughs> he might have. Hey, yo. Clippa. What's up? Curtis. You're on the podcast right now. Clippa. Oh, shit. Look at that. With the God's Hate shirt live, dude. Damn. You can't make this shit up. Can you, can you explain the bit to him? Check it out. Because you can't hear You can't hear Colin. We're doing a we're doing the podcast right now, right? Hard lore. Oh, am I on? Am I live on TV? You're live on TV live. right now, Clippa. I'm on television right now. Oh shit! I said that. I was about to say a bad word. I'm scared. <laughs> so so check it out. We're uh we're wondering if we can get a spot check on your on your ass right now. What does that mean? Oh we're, no! Oh. <laughs> it's about like talking like bathroom habits and uh, the potential of having Dookie in your butt. <laughs> And we, 
and you know we talked about a time when that happened. We've all we were all sharing stories. We've all had poop in our butt, you know. Yeah. And we were wondering if we could get a live action poop check right I mean, now. Look, like what when you like when you look at the sink, what's come what's dripping out of the sink? Water, right? Yeah. Because that's where water comes from. Dookie comes from your ass. So when you look at your ass, there's gonna be some dookie dripping out of that motherfucker. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's completely acceptable. Far, dude. Is there? Uh, could you get to a, a a bathroom and and just check right now, do a little wipe and see what's in there? No, because I didn't even take a shower today. <laughs> so he failed the spot check. It's a so murder we know, scene. So we know there's poop in that butt. Oh, for sure. I mean, <laughs> I, I uh, the, the toilet paper was, was not brown this morning, but it's, we've been walking around. It's like hot. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's something going on. I know for me that would be the case. <laughs> there's something going on. All right. Well, we. I thank you, Kibla. Panther planner I just got. Uh, Damn. Oh, there you go. Gorgeous. Where you at? Columbus. Lemon came to visit. Lemon's here. Oh, damn. What's up, Lemon? He's scared across the street. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. All right, brother. I'm going to talk to you soon. Are you in Baltimore? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead. We gotta, we're going to do some podcast shit. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Peace, bud. That was incredible. That was good stuff. We need to do good. that more often. I know. Ass checks, spot checks on random. Did y'all people. hear him a little yeah. bit? Oh, yeah, oh, I heard him dude, great. Clear as day. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh I like that he's he's with our fr- our friend Lemon. When I met Clippa, dude, it was like perfect. We met him, he played in like a metalcore band. And he just had like a really good vibe. And we were starting trapped under ice, and we were like, dude, that that dude, that like weird psycho metalhead would be so good in the band, you know? So like we're like, let's get to know him more. So we like started kicking with him. And the first thing I found out about him is all his friends had food names. <laughs> So it was like lemon, ketchup, and chicken was his homies. And he's still lemon, like apparently? Well, yeah, lemon's lemon. Lemon's around. I, I don't know about ketchup and chicken. There's probably like Damn. salt and pepper around or some <laughs> shit. They all had those names. What was I Clippa? find out about ketchup. Clip was Clippa, dude. <laughs> you know? A favorite, a favorite so... dish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any warm bowl of Clippa. Well, it's not going to get all any right. better than that on this. Yeah. No, I don't think so. What's uh, what? Okay, you got to do more trap and rice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd love to do Trapped in Race. We, we talk about it. We obviously have, we got the TUI group chat. Yeah, yeah. That's what TUI is right now. It's a group chat, mostly. Sure. And, you know, I love the team. Um, Brennan's obviously very busy. Of course. Um, Jared's obviously very strong. Yes. <laughs> dude, and what is Brad up to? That's the thing, dude. Brad's ready to oh. go. Me and Brad, that's the that's the most likely two okay. at mm. the moment, you know? Mm. I love um, Brad. Brad's a father. Um, he's married. Doing great. He's just, dude, he's Brad. Like, Brad the best is a dude ever. unique personality. Yeah. Dude, for a while, so he stayed with me a couple of times and I made my guest Wi Fi password Bradford just so he <laughs> could li- log on. And I might still be Bradford to this day because just because yeah. he stayed over. You can do a guest password? Brother, I'm, you don't know what I'm got, what I'm working he's, with, dude. He's deep, man. He's in the Matrix. I'm, I'm Matrixed out. Yeah. I'm so far from the Matrix. I record music and it took me so long to like set up, like get my little interface going and shit. I'm happy and to help them. you anytime. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Glad you guys walked me Let through. Let me it. ask you this. And this, I, this is, I feel like this could be the answer. You write Angel Dust stuff. You know how easy it is to make an, inc- like a, an incredible melody is like 10 minutes of work a lot of the time, you know? Some, I think it's, it's you kind of have it or you don't because like exactly. I, I think I have something I'm good at that and there's, there's some people who are just better at that than me sure. you know like 
Um, I have friends that you show them something and they write an incredible melody. I might write a good one. It take me a little bit longer. And some people are just like more prone to certain things. But that's the easy part. And like also that's the thing that people for, for certain people. And that's the thing that people remember writing an original hard mosh part right now yeah. has never been harder. It's impossible. Yeah. It is very, very hard. I'm going to be real. I think that's the easiest part. For no. Me. Then, then, okay. Well then I expect a fucking, give me a new record. But the problem with that is, um, I don't have a team that's locked into that. Mm. And it's like, not the, my biggest aspiration is not to write the heaviest thing, you know, at this point in my life. I've, I've been hearing like, you like, say that for t- 10 years now. Yeah. <laughs> but it's something I do care about. And I do love. It's like, for me, the, ex- the experimenting part is the most important thing. It's like learning, growing, trying new things. And it's like, we all do that. Like I was just thinking about Taylor earlier. It's like Taylor's at a point where he's been doing this shit forever and he still keeps growing. Mm. And like, you hear that on every recording he makes and, um, like your whole team, like it's like, like seeing God's hate, uh, full transparency. I actually didn't come to the second day of Santa Fury because my throat was so bad. I like, it was a like coughing blood and stuff. And I was like, I can't talk to people mm. and you can't go to Santa Fury and not talk. Yeah, yeah. So I'd, I'd like sit in a little apartment Damn. and just be like, I was just watching everything online, but like just watching like clips of God's hate and stuff like that and being like, how do these fools keep evolving? Like, how do they, you know, and that's, a, that's a you fucking, that's, it's it's hard, but it's like a that's like an actual skill, you know, like the absolutely the ability to experiment and grow and keep growing. And for me, that's been like, okay, how do I experiment with these tools? And now it's production. I'm like really focused mm-hmm. on production. And I would love to do like a trapped under ice or heavy band through the context of what I love about production. Mm-hmm. And you know, like my love for guitars has grown in a slightly different direction. I think, dude, 20 minutes sit down, I can make riffs all day, you know? Um, I can make heavy riffs. I beg you to prove it to me. Because I just <laughs> want more. I want more. That's all it is. I, I feel you. Dude, I, and I do think, uh, I've t- had this conversation with Jared a lot. Like, if we were doing that and we were recording Trapped Under Ace, like, it would be so sick to do it at the pit. It'd be so sick. And, uh, you know, I'm like, I like the idea of having people involved. Like, I, I've never been like, our band is sacred. This is just the five of us doing this. Like it was cool. When we did Bickus Knight. Chad Gilbert had a lot of input. Um, uh, Nick Jett was there, had a little bit of input. Um, and like, you know, different friends. We've always sent stuff. As long as we've been a band, we've been sending songs to members of Bitter End uh, and just getting their feedback. And um, yeah, I would like for to do a Trapped in a Race record and have you guys be a part of that process. That'd be mm, fun. You know, I'm in, dude. I'll do whatever you want. Uh, but motivating the team. <laughs> you got to call the team. You got to. Hey, if everybody can do it, you you and Taylor, you start making some calls. I'll make the calls. Members are trapped in there. I, I guarantee it's going to be Brad's going to be like this. Let's go. When? Tell me when. He's just down. That man, he's on deck. Ready to Sam, go. Who's the biggest holdup? Is it Sam? Dude, honestly, um, Brendan obviously is very busy. And he is a key piece of the identity of trapped in a race musically like big kiss goodnight. There's so much of Brendan's flavor on that, you know? I mean, the drumming uh, is very, very unique. Yeah. 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 And Sam has a family. He has two kids Wow. and we all live apart from each other. I don't think there's any, there's no person I could blame and say this person mm-hmm. can't do it. It's more just a, just a life thing. I'll have such very different lives. Sure. And 
you know, I guess what me and Brendan at the end of the day, like our lives are music mm-hmm. and entertainment and we're both willing to like make it happen. But can I make it happen at the same time? Brendan can make it happen. Mm-hmm. Can Sam make it happen at the same time? Jared's a fucking jacked firefighter <laughs> in the, the woods. After you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Brad is like, you know, Brad has a very, he has his life. He has a kid and he has a wife and he has a, a career and stuff. But, uh, yeah, nobody's not willing. It's just, we're all grown, you know? And, and like, logistics and schedules fucking sucks. Sucks. Yeah. Just is what it is. But with that being said, I'm down to fucking riff. Let's make some heavy shit. Right. Like, I'll make the calls. If it, happens, just here first. if it happens at some point soon, <clears throat> you're welcome. Look, we'll give them, <laughs> we'll give them six months to a year to get their shit together, right? Okay. And when they're not doing it, the three of us, Taylor, <laughs> I don't know who else we got to get in there, but we just we just write the TUI All Stars. We've always joked. There's always a joke in the van, uh, the Trapped in a Race van of of uh, of you know how bands get, get back together with like a member years later and like what that's gonna be and then you end up having to change the name and all that stuff. So our theoretical um, scab Trapped in a Race band was called J Five. <laughs> um, just either either Justice or Jared plus four other people. <laughs> Dude, Jared plus four <laughs> other people would be unbelievable. If I just playing TUI songs. I know that you like, would be at the gig too. Oh, I would fucking. <laughs> Dude, Jared's voice, it's crazy that it's not used more because he he had a band he sang in and then they ended up uh, like not put, I don't think they even put it out. Um, his voice is awesome. So Jared on the mic, um, you two, Taylor, Who's who's our fourth? Who's our fifth member of the J Five? Am I playing drums? Um, I pictured you immediately on guitar, but yeah, you could play drums. Yeah, so that's all we need. We'll What's got to be J Five? We'll figure it out. We'll figure out J Five. I'll play guitar. I'm playing guitar in J Five. Okay. <laughs> really open to making heavy music, and I do make heavy music by myself, but it's private. I am kind of. Uh, I want to be right. I'll say that. I'm not. I'm It'll, not doing some yeah. bullshit. I mean, that like, dude, I'm not going to I'm in the same boat right now. I'm 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 in like the writing mode where you can't sleep and you're wa- or yeah. you're at the movies but you're actually just like structuring a riff in your head. Dude, do you ever be at the movies and you're like what's your girl and at the movies and you're like dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Oh yeah, yeah. There sure. I have entire songs like f- like note for note in my voice memos. Like finish the job is somewhere in a voice memo start to finish. <laughs> Check this out. Um, so every angel dust recording, um, has anywhere between, I come into the recording with between 70 and 120 demos. That's not an exaggeration. I don't I write music full time. That's what I do. So like, uh, and it's kind of pathetic. Like once you, when I say that, and then you like, I love what I do, but it doesn't sound like when you put out the angel dust record, it doesn't sound like, man, this guy had 120 demos and spent his entire life making this for right. years. You know, <laughs> the reality. But in reality, but also, that's like. That's like three weeks of demos for you, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I like, so like, this is my voice recordings. This is just like little notes and stuff like that. But you have like new recording 501. 501. Right? <laughs> but that's like new recording. That's only 501 new recordings. They also put like, the if address, you're like, yeah, I, I got a lot of yeah, the address. Put, yep. We got 122 at Shea Travels. I don't even know what Shea Travels is. It might be like a, next to a restaurant where I eat at or right, something. Right. Of course. What do I got? Oh, and then like, there's just like a bunch of weird, you know, like different recording names. Um, 
Dude, you don't want me. That's six <laughs> feet deep. Yeah. Hard. That's that's just like okay. They're all in there. So yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Going, dun, and then dun, 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 that's yeah. It's a to have that mind is almost a. It's almost like a weight to bear, and it makes relationships hard, and makes life hard, and um, I don't know. I love writing music, and I'm always down to. So, let's riff, Colin. What you got? That's that is the question right now. What do I got? I the, it's the yeah. problem isn't what do I got? It's how, what do I do with it? Which variation right. of what I got do I use? You know, it's what don't I what got? That you know? that's the problem. It's like I I have this riff that I've been trying to make work for like three years, but I don't know which variation of it I want to do. Dude, those always end up being the best songs. Like the one that you've been like sitting on for three years and you keep fucking with it. When you find the thing. When you crack the code, that's what I call it. Mm. Gotta crack the code. Be Harder was one of those. And Mm. I believe it, dude. That's a mega track. That was a science. That was literally like my, that was my college thesis. I feel like if I went to college. Sometimes you got to just show the, (laughs) send me the riff, dude. Like I might have the thing and I might not. I, I never, I never claim to be the guy that has all the answers i'm just another guy in the spectrum of guys who have ideas sure. mm. and girls there's you know obviously there's a lot of, of girls that P- guys is non-binary yeah yeah, yeah. Um, guys. i am not i'm i'm off that spectrum mm. i rarely write it sucks i just don't really have the brain for yeah it. but you can play master of puppets i can front to back so who writes harm's way uh predominantly over the years it was a lot of james I never yeah. knew that. James, like Isolation, uh, No Gods and On was a lot of James. The last record was a lot of Nick, our, our new guy. This next record's a lot of Nick as well. Yeah. Um, every record, there's like a song that I like kind of influenced, you know, with a riff or two, but like that's kind of it. More of a more of an arranger guy and less of a... You're an arranger for and me a to jumper. Just, yeah, it's, it's hard for me to just be like, oh, we need a part here. Mm, diddle, 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 diddle. Like, it's difficult. That's what I'm. Difficult. That's my expertise, dude. Mm. Having um, out, input outside of the riff and structural stuff is a whole another art too. And it's songwriting. It's part of songwriting. But like having somebody around that that can give you input because you get in your own brain. I like write shit all day long. D Fang's really good at that. Like, I write a song and he'll be like, "This is cool, but what if?" That's that could input. That's always so fucking. Like and you you feel so dumb in the moment you're like why, and it's always the simplest thing, like yep. slow that down a little bit or do Speed do that up. backwards <laughs> and you're like, I'm an idiot yeah. and a genius. That's James, James, James riffs, J- dude. I mean isolation, but that's no like that's like one and, and one finger on the first string, yeah. Type writing riffs, right? Yeah, like Josiah basically. style. That was that was James in his parents' basement using his dad's flying V sending us demos. No joke. Dude, isn't it amazing? Like like the one finger explaining the riff thing is such a thing. Like Brendan is like writes turnstile, like a lot of it, you know. And like um, for a long time, that's how he wrote turnstile. Was like one finger on the string. He like record drums and he'd be explaining it to you. And it, it's stuff that doesn't make sense on guitar. Like as guitar players, we would all be like, "That's not right," mm-hmm. but it yeah. sounds cool. Yeah, ex- that's and, exactly right. Yeah, and Josiah again, a good example yeah, of that. Like, time. that fool got the whole song in his head and he'll tell you every part of it, but couldn't play it. You know, and he'll, he'll know if you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Be like, not ain't it. You got to do. Uh, wow, that I I was definitely that 
until God say, I learned guitar to to start that band, basically. Wait, yeah, the first, the, I wish you were a, a real riffer. No, no. I, I feel like right now I'm currently the best guitar, and it's just because I'm trying to write this fucking one song. Like, me trying to play <laughs> these this one riff in certain ways is making me a better guitar. But, no, I, I, I could bear Early Twitching Tongue stuff was, like, mostly Taylor, and if, if I was doing something, it was me being, like... Nee, 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 just trying to yeah, yeah. my nee, nee my way through it, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, did you guys say that um, Pligi's is he like a really humble person or extremely? Look at how he, he looks, was, man. If he, I think it's five. Anything you try to give him credit for, he's just like, man. He doesn't <laughs> have much to say about it, you know. He's like, yeah. yeah. I like, think I think he's going to be the next guest. Um, oh, sometime fine. sometime next week, I think, and um. Maybe we can get into it, but I don't think he, yeah, I don't think he gives himself enough credit. Honestly, yeah. I really don't. I give him enough credit. You give him too much. No. I look at him <laughs> for one second. I'm like, man, I got to give him some credit. Yeah, he deserves some credit. Like, if you ever lift weight with him, like, he's so humble about everything. Like, he'll be like repping out like 600 pound deadlifts, just like it means so nothing to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what his lift is right now, but I've just seen him deadlift the most weight, and I'll be like, I'm very, um, not articulate, but I like to talk mm-hmm. about things and like, I want to know and like, what, what's analytical. I'm very analytical. Mm-hmm. And like, I'll be like, yeah, I noticed when you set up, you did this thing. Like, what did you do? How did you do this? How did, this is incredible. And he's like, yeah, man, <laughs> you just got to do it. You just do it. You know, it's like, it's like always like simple information. Yeah. Yeah. I know there's more to it. I know he's like thinking a lot about it, but, uh, he's, he's, do- he's a, he's an amazing person. He's very, um, like encouraging when I, when I would go and like lift with him, like you said on tours, he would be doing that and I would be doing less than half of what he was doing deadlifting. You know what I mean? But that's impressive. But he would be, you know? he would be like, yeah, Oh man, you got long arms. Like you're going to be really good at deadlifting. Bench is going to suck, but I suck at bench too. <laughs> like that, that's like the conversation, you know, where it's like, it's very, just like very encouraged. I mean, the guy's the teacher, you know? Yeah. He's, he's, it's not about him. No, you know, he doesn't right. care about him. About we. That's right. Me. I'd be like, did y'all st- Everybody saw that. That's how I, 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 I got to be less like that, man. I'm my ego. Hard, hard Lord's putting my ego out of control. I got to check. Over, over, over 2000 views, you know, where yeah, it's just these numbers. I can't count that. I, it's just it's getting out of control. I got to check. One day. There's a way to calculate your views and stuff with, with, I know nothing about podcast you, world. Brother, this is on youtube.com. You fuck with YouTube. Oh, this is all just YouTube. No, and, we're on and the podcast, podcast too, but, but uh, yeah, there, you can you, you can see the this the audio. The audio is is the audios are all pretty consistent, but the videos are like kind of depends pretty, on the guest. Yeah, yeah. I've listened listened to maybe five podcasts like ever in in their entirety, mm-hmm. and it's usually like someone else turns it on. Or I've, I've even like in the beginning, I've definitely handed it by my phone and been like, find the podcast. <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah, but now it's on Spotify, sure. so it's like yeah, yeah, huge. Um. I listened to little bits and pieces of something y'all did in, a while ago, and then uh, some Axe the Grind episodes. And mm-hmm. in the van, we've done Come Town because everybody's like, "You're gonna love this." Yeah, and you yeah. love it. Come Town makes my head feel like it's gonna explode. Yeah, it's you can't so listen. I, I've never listened to a full episode of Come Town. Only clips. Yeah, I can't listen to a podcast with other people around me. I feel like that's a headphone thing for me. For dr- driving at night. Maybe I'm driving not, at night, dude. but I'm a music guy at night. I'll, I'll just. I need you know. to be like activated. 
you know? I need to be an active would, driver. Dude, I always listen to, like, history podcasts that and would shit. I don't want to, I, yeah, I don't want to subject other yeah. people to it, so I put on my headphones, you know? Did, you, did y'all get a chance to actually experience Sound of Fury? Did you guys do a, did you do a Sound of Fury episode? Yeah, we did. Like yeah. One, yeah. Like a recap of yeah, the... Because yeah. I know you, you were doing the podcast, and I didn't know if that, like, took away from your ability to... It did a to, little bit, but, uh, but for the most part, we... I mean, well, I had the best time. I had a great time, yeah. It was a lot of it fun. It was so good, cool. Good vibe. Really good vibe. Yeah. I really enjoyed myself. I don't think it probably better, honestly. Um, did you guys have a, a favorite? Uh, I mean, you guys already talked about this on the podcast, sure, sure, but just yeah, for me, what was um, your favorite? God's Hate was genuinely incredible. The Terror set was really good. Terror was my, that was the one for me. Terror was really good. I watched Angel Dust. Angel Dust was awesome. I watched, hmm, I'm trying to think of who, who are other standouts. We um, love Speed, Tsunami. Speed, speed was incredible. Yeah. I feel like this might be a typical answer, but it's for a reason. Uh, between speed and scale, that was like the two most like exciting, like what the fuck moments, you know? Yeah, I think for me it was speed because it was their first show here. Yeah, yeah, and they're just getting the the a reaction that bands would kill for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like Har- been- Harm's Way has been a band for sixteen years. We would kill to have that kind of reaction. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've been seeing those kids are like yeah. Well, some of them since they were like babies, Dude, you know. It's cold. Like, Come on. He's been Present. around. Yep. My man, we played in, uh, I forget the name of the town, but it's like a smaller town in Australia. And there's, it's the smallest show we've played in Australia ever. It was probably like 40, 50 people. And everybody was like kind of uncomfortable and standing in the back. And Deco was just like a kid, but also a giant already, you know? Yeah. It's like pummeling everybody and singing along. And there's like photos from that show where it's just me and him. It looks like I'm playing for him. You know? Like, <laughs> was it Wollongong? Wollongong? Were you, did you play in Wallongong? Maybe. Dude. Wait a There's also a uh, Cabrera. Canberra. Uh, Canberra. Canberra, yeah. It might have been Canberra, too. It's like a smaller town. One time right? in Wollongong, Kinda. this is real short, I fell for three minutes. <laughs> you yeah. Like three minutes of trying to get yeah. up. Right? I, like, like the beginning of a song, I started being like, and like took the whole, like, took the whole song to stop falling where, until I eventually just like shattered onto the floor and there's no video. And uh, I'm going to, I'll have to radio in somebody from Australia because uh, so many people at me and be like, I might, I was there at the time you fell for like a, a full song. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's not, how did you do that? That he, sounded he, so authentic. He's, he's good at it. Yeah. Thanks Mike. I fell in Brisbane once and there was like a lady there who I was trying to, you know, so I was embarrassed. Of course. This was, that was the first time we run. This was ages ago. And then I've, I've only fallen in in Brisbane, uh, Munich, and Chicago. <laughs> and I, I ate shit in Chicago on the Ghost Main Tour. I tripped over an entire pile of cables at the Metro and just like oh, straight dude. back. Falling on stage is miserable. So embarrassing. It is the uh, most embarrassing thing. I want to shout out a classic fall that I just witnessed. Uh, Soul Blind was playing, and my boy Sen mm-hmm. playing bass and sings. Uh, I was in Bakersfield, and there's like a little, like a little fucking ceiling thing that was hanging down kind of low, like <laughs> some some concrete that was a little low. And I like made note of it before he played, but my boy like running jumped into it, and like did one of these, like his like feet kicked up over his head. Oh no! 
took such a spill and like there's like not vocals or bass happening for like a hot minute you know? <laughs> but he handled it like uh with a lot of class and I, I, I definitely think it's worse to fall with an instrument than not for oh sure. dude yeah right yeah i've never done it's that though <sighs> knock on wood yeah yeah well, well right, guys, gotta, we're at the, we had just hit the two hour mark. We did it. Yeah, that's perfect. Oh my god! Yeah. I like that. I felt that the same time you guys felt it. I was like, "Yeah, we can do <laughs> stop good, now." Good time <laughs> to wrap it up. But thank you for coming on. We'll have you on back on eventually. That was a blast, dude. Yeah, I, I just I really like talking to you guys. If you guys want to get together on Zoom and just and just we'll talk just about hardcore time. sometime, we can do that too. Yeah, yeah we, we can do, do that, that too. We won't record it. That one will be private. <laughs> that's right. just for us. Um, what do you got? You want to plug anything before we log off? Um, just rock and roll music, mm-hmm. hardcore. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Mm-hmm. A lot of cool music coming out right now. I think it's a special time for music. And like, I genuinely feel that more than I ever felt that in my life. Like music is cool right now. Hardcore is cooler than ever. And, uh, it's a lot of cool young bands. And I think that's the reason why. Yep. You know, so I don't everybody keep doing your thing. Like mm-hmm. keep it up. Thank you. Turnstile for. I, I had I had somebody DM me the other day who was like, I heard what you guys are saying, but I, I don't understand the Koyo. Like, Koyo is in hardcore. I don't get it. And I had to hit him with the, like, yo, it doesn't matter what they sound like. It's a code of ethics, brother. It's, it's, not it's, a- all, it's, it's all up here. Yeah. You know? and, it, and that is such an important thing that, like, Sound of Fury was a perfect example. We've already talked about it, but you had fucking Texas Death Metal and, and Gay Creeper and Cola Boy. You know, God's yeah. hate and scowl and pity sex. Mm-hmm. Like it all works because it works. Yeah. It's the coolest it's shit. Like, hardcore people have always been fucking with the Smiths and Morrissey and shit. It's like always been like a theme. Mm-hmm. It's like, why can't you do a hardcore band that sounds like the Smiths? I don't want nobody to do that actually. I'll take that back. But <laughs> Colin, <laughs> I gotta go. No, I, I, but I know what you mean. It's like, who, who gives a shit? There's a reason that everybody can play on the same stage. You know? Yeah, absolutely. All right, y'all. Alrighty. Be good. All right, gang. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Uh oh, could you say it's hard lore time real quick? It's hard lore time. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Perfect. Good night, everybody. Thanks, Bye. All right. Bye. We stop recording.